This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ, they are. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're dusting up our powdered wigs, adjusting our cod pieces and our pantaloons as we watch Ooh. Spine 32 in the Criterion Laserdisc Collection. George Sidney's Scaramouche from 1952. But first, RJ, mm-hmm. I am pissed. What do you mean, pissed? Pissed. What happened this time? Well, RJ, do you remember like a week ago I was telling you how I was like getting real close to 7,000 log movies on Letterboxd? Remember that? Oh, was that inc- is that including pay-per-views, like WWE pay-per-views and things like that? Yeah, sadly it does. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, I, would, I remember. Uh, but if it was all taken off, I'd, t- I'd take it like a man. But this, somehow, and mm-hmm. I, I've, I've logged two new movies. I have... Mm-hmm. I have have a net loss of six films since in the last week in my do overall you, views. Are you? Do you know which films have been taken off? I am not privy to that information of what uh, what these loggable minuses are. I, I don't know. It could be anything. Hmm. They're just gone. I'm sure it's like some internet short film that I watched that they're like, mm, that's internet only, says the uh, the the movie database org fascists. I, Fascists, I, RJ. I I really hope it's the Chris Chan stuff. Well, that that's I mean I, that's long gone. Like I knew that, yeah. but now okay. it's like now it's new stuff. It's an encroachment of my freedoms. Encroachment. That's right. You should you should create a rival uh, database. Yeah, the yeah, fr- like, the freedom movie database. You should you should file a suit against uh, the current movie database. Maybe, maybe I'll. You know what? You know what I'm going to do, RJ? I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to start a petition. Oh, I, a change.org petition. I'm going to start an online petition because I'm going to have a paper oh, okay. one and a digital sure. one. Because depending who you're talking to, I don't know who I'm going to give those petitions to, but they're going to hmm. read them. They're they're going to read them. They. Hmm. And. And then I'll get to that GoFundMe. Get some of that sweet donation money. And then the end game would be to overturn the uh, the decisions to the fraudulent removal of movies, right? Freedom. Freedom 52. I think that's what you could call uh, it. I mean, I understand that uh, even the dead, the dead are like writing movies and making them and updating these sites. I, I don't understand. How is that, how is that possible? Do they have They're like, logging stuff too? I mean, people are online without identification? Well, they're online. There's no verification of who you are. You can have multiple accounts. And then I think uh, I think the biggest thing was a lot of them were just logging like current Netflix originals was the big, like the big one. So apparently, you know, there's this Netflix effect since Queen's Gambit came out. You know, people oh. are Googling chess. <laughs> no, Jesus, no. Uh, no, no stop, selling more stop, chess boards. Stop, stop, And, uh, you know, I no, think there was about no. something God, around no. 70 million new Letterboxd accounts that were logging the Queen's Gambit. So uh, I'm not totally sure, but uh, it does sound suspicious. Sounds suspicious. Uh, yeah, I, I, sure. I saw people talking about chess boards selling out. Doesn't like everybody doesn't 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 everyone already fucking have a chessboard? Like every, people should. Everyone's felt, you literally have a computer. You have chess. It's available to you. Well, what's gonna happen? Those people will play for like ten minutes and then oh, no one will win because no one's actually that good at chess. And they'll go, "This game sucks," and they'll put it away. I have like 
I have like that's a, what I do. I mean, there was like I think last year or something like that. I was like playing around with some chess, just like on a computer, and I was like, man, I'm terrible at this. And then I was yeah. like watching some videos, and I was learning the kind of like the basic maneuvers, and I went, oh yeah. This, I mean, I'm never going to like for the amount of time for me to actually get good at. Th- I didn't need a TV. I didn't need Netflix to tell me though. It was cool. I was just kind of like, huh. I haven't played chess forever, and then I did, and I stopped. Cause that's, and that's what's going to happen this time, too. But you know what, RJ? What if Netflix inspires the next Grandmaster? What if Netflix inspires the next... Bowel movement? Uh, bowel. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but I think that's better than anything I was going to say. So uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. You know, RJ, people have sex while watching Netflix? That seems... Well, and it, 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 some some even say that it's like under a false pretense, like, "Hey, we're gonna check out the Queen's Gambit." <laughs> wow. Well, and you know what? I think what it is is you know how they don't show credits in Netflix movies anymore. Maybe that's what it is because people, if they were showing the credits, people would probably watch till the end, and then they'd be like, "Okay, I'm good, and uh, I'll see you later." That was a nice, lovely date. I'll see you later. But now they're not showing credits, so why even bother watching the movie? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, no. And um, uh, you know what happens then? What? Fucking. Oh, God. Uh, so chess. So did you know Queen's Gambit is loggable and letterboxed? I saw that. I've seen I've seen some people logging. Uh-huh. Your, your pet peeve. Uh, it's not my pet peeve. It's just like, it just doesn't make any, there's no consistency. Is, to will it. there be a Queen's Gambit 2? Probably. And then they'll probably allow it on here too. Just like that. Big Little Lies or whatever, no. all those things. Wasn't that one? Se- I- well, that was one season though, correct? No, that's like a three-season show, and it's still loggable on Letterboxd. Hmm. See, yeah. see, what is, see. What about Breaking? Is Breaking Bad, The Wire, Sopranos? They might as well be showrunner. They might as well be. So here, so what do you think? I watched two hours of this Queen's Gambit show. I think it's like six, six hours or something like that. Do you think I should log it? I got, I got, a, I got the whole story. I don't. As, I don't as long as you have a sassy review, that's all the kids want. Mm-hmm. Well, I can. I don't know if I can write a sassy review, but I kind of told you last week. Uh, it was a weird mix. Like I thought, some of the filming was really strange. I was right, like, why yeah. are they filming yeah. it like this? Mm-hmm. The sky shots of chessboards, and then like, and then snap to close up. You're like, oh, you uh, style. It's got a moosh. Uh, you gonna check out that Crown series? You gonna you you wanna get on that the die train? Nah, I I feel like the time for that has passed. I feel like oh uh, I I think it's only begun. Hasn't that show been around for like years? Well, I think there's like a new season of it that just popped out of nowhere. Or I mean, either it, is it a Netflix show or is it like an old show that they're just now getting the new season of it on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Because isn't that that Olivia Coleman show? I think that's been around for like three, four years already. Well, I think that's just, yeah. Mean. Well, I think that new season just came out though, like season four. Oh, uh, maybe it just came to Netflix or something like that. Maybe, maybe that's why it's popular uh, now. No, no, it all got dumped back in the middle of November, season four. Oh, uh, mm. finish well, that. I don't know finish that. that drink up. Oh, I thought you were going to say more. That's no. I, I usually try to time out my, my sips when I think you're going to ramble for a while. Yeah, you fucked up, didn't you? Why? <laughs> no, the... I, I plan not so to. So the, the graphic that pops up for the crown of dye, it kind of has like that melancholia look <laughs> to it. Like the, uh, the Lars yeah. von Schur, uh yeah, poster, yeah. a little bit. The frame is a bit different, but mm. yeah. 
Everybody, everyone likes that die. Everyone likes Scully as Margaret Thatcher. They're all they're all I, down with that. All me old fashioned, but I like my Scully as Scully. Yeah. What about as uh, Hannibal Lecter's psychiatrist? No. Yeah, that, that wasn't so great, was it? No. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna endorse that. Okay. I'm not gonna endorse that. But uh... how are you doing? I mean, I'm fine. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. Nothing. I haven't yelled at anyone lately. Um, there hasn't been too much funny business with my cans lately. There was the one I didn't. I don't think I even mentioned it on air, but uh, that one time that I told you about the can incident that was happening at my house. Um, what's going on? The less said, know, the better. Our, yeah, the less said, the better. Uh, I guess our province is in second uh, lockdown, but it's still air quotes. Mm. soft lockdown mm-hmm. like they have new rules in place but it's like it's kind of like they put it's it's, it's, it's like it's like if you took your lock like one of those old like um spinner locks yeah and then like you went to close it like a lock but you, you didn't actually seal the deal and it's like all it takes is a person mm-hmm. to like, flick it down and go wait a minute this isn't clamped down at all this lock does nothing have you seen uh that that meme Jarrett, where it's like the cheesy is in the uh the deadbolt spot or whatever of a door and it's like that's like the the lock it's got the is that is that like a reference to like cheesy. donald trump or something because he's orange because <laughs> i know because no. I, I know like people like to call him like cheeto and shit like because that that'll get him <laughs> This will be the one that gets him. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm that'll, sending that, this that'll, to... <laughs> that'll set him on the path. <laughs> this will set him straight. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take a picture with my phone because I don't want to drag him. Oh, look at this. Listen to this quality. <laughs> this is why yeah. we're the this is why we're the best though. Uh it's been well established. We're not the best, we're the only criterion podcast. Yeah. So there, hence, there, there is hence, a if we're the only, we're the best, but we're also the worst by default. We're also the worst. Hey, yeah. you wanna wanna hear a, a fresh new review that we got just half a day ago? Uh where was the review we left? <sighs> this is on our Andre Rublev. Oh god. On who fucking cares about that shit? Okay, whatever. well uh this user wrote did they really just say they'd like Andre Rublev more if it were a book? A masterpiece from one of the most cinematic directors ever? This podcast isn't worth shit, guys. Find another hobby. <laughs> I, I Is give, he telling us that, I th- to find another y- hobby? Yes, uh, I think I oh. think so. And uh, I, I hearted that. Oh, thanks, okay. thanks for coming out, uh, Mar- yeah. Margell. Um, okay. It's been fun. I hope yeah. you check us check out some more. Uh, episodes <laughs> he still gave us the view so whatever oh yeah baby no such thing as bad press right that's right i i always find it so strange why do people feel compelled so much to to comment on our our things it's like you guys aren't good and it's like cool why well, why Thanks. i mean rj why are people well people aren't real it's kind of like art <laughs> do you know what i mean man rj you're just like you're keep bringing that up it's just like it's less and less it's not it used to be just art and then sociology and i don't know now it's like people People. art isn't real sociology isn't real people aren't real real isn't real jared man have you ever read the book the matrix it's kind of of like that movie uh i have no mouth and i must scream it's all in the same wheelhouse i see you know about wheelhouses uh they're not i I, are those real 
No, but they're they're an abstract concept. They're a construct that we've created. So uh, it's what a, what is real, Jared? Well, you know what? All this chatter about like what's real, what's mm-hmm. not real, mm-hmm. and podcasts. Uh, we got an email here from the podcast commission. Holy shit! They uh those oh. be- they've been sleeping for a while because you've been into some extremely problematic things lately. <laughs> What did they say? Well, uh, this is an email entitled Cancellation Review. Okay. Dear Criterion Creeps, thank you for your consideration of the Podcast Quality Commission of North America's previous email. Upon further review of your file and consultation with my superiors, we have decided to place your particular case on indefinite probation. Yep. The characters played by Mr. Duncan, Mr. Balog, and most recently, Mr. Double A, have not yes. heeded our previous warning, continuing to violate the Podcast Commission's Code of Conduct. Mm-hmm. Taking into account the subject matter of the film being discussed on November 25th, mm-hmm. on this occasion, mm-hmm. some of this quote-unquote lewd language does make sense. However, mm-hmm. keep in mm-hmm. mind our previous recommendation to keep the quote-unquote blue language, e.g. pussyhound, to a minimum. Yes. I would also advise Mr. Duncan to consider that the podcast commission shares an office space with a miniature figure commission. And I'm not saying you could be paying more for minifigs, but you might not be paying less. Wow. I I think that was a pretty delicately, Mm -hmm. delicately worded. I like that. Warm regards. Maximov G. Orky, Assistant Quality Assurance Associate, the Podcast Quality Commission of North America. Yep. Yep. I'm, uh, I for one, I'm glad that they wrote in because I think you need to be put in check sometimes, Jared. I'm just going to respond to them with a Gmail automatic, automated thank you. Oh, okay. Oh, so the automated response? Yeah. yeah just thank the- you. Thank you. You could do that. You could also send a gift back of like someone doing like eyebrows or something. You ever seen one of those gifts? I I might have. I think someone might have sent one of those my way at another point. Well, hey RJ, we're we're in the clear on probation. Well, no wait, isn't it? We're on indefinite probation. Yeah, we're on probation. Uh, we're like so like, we we can always say that. It's not like just like oh I see. yeah it's yeah same difference. Well, you know what? Isn't that kind of like, do you remember that movie Animal House by one of your favorite directing film families, uh, one of the Landises? Yeah. Uh, is, isn't there a line in that where they're on double secret probation, Jarrett? Maybe. I, I, double I, I, that movie didn't really uh, sink in for me. Is it because it was a Landis film? It's just not, not a great movie. Well, is that because it's a Landis film? You want to hear from... Potentially. Uh, um, yeah. Move right along. Thanks, podcast comms. It's always good to hear from them. It's like I said, I feel like they need to keep you in check sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Alexander. Who? Is this new friend of the show, Ryan, that uh, he coined himself the other yeah, day? I think so. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ohio's number one podcast. <gasps> oh. Jared and RJ, it was such a delight... Mm-hmm to hear from my fellow Ohioans two weeks in a row. First Aaron, then double N Jen. In a natural creep fashion, it got me thinking of food. In particular, foods that are regional specialties. Here in Ohio, you'll find Cincinnati chili in Cincinnati and pierogi in Cleveland. 
Does Creepsville hmm. have any dishes that are particular to the region? Keep up the good work. More love from Ohio. P.S. I support RJ's lifestyle decision to wear denim overalls. He should <laughs> pair them with a nice denim bucket hat, just like Peter Falk did in A Woman Under the Influence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't own a denim bucket hat, but I, I, it's definitely on the Christmas wish list. Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone's interested, you can uh, you can mail that to Jarrett's house. It is one two creep uh, street at uh, Problematic Avenue mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Creepsville, Canada. So um, email him. Yeah, I, I'm glad that he supports my overalls thing. And I, I got to tell you, Jarrett, the overalls came, and I tried them on, and they are. <laughs> highly problematic (laughs) what do you got some serious moose knuckle on the go there no no it's there it's a strange fit i'm i'm not i didn't take the tags off yet because i'm not i'm not i'm not i haven't convinced myself i don't have full confidence in it but they they do they don't leave a lot to the imagination is what i'll say (laughs) okay so especially in the especially in the back end i was gonna say is it a is there some cleft uh, it's kind of weird. Like, so it actually fits good up top and the mm-hmm. legs aren't bad, but it's just like that mid, mid level oh. where it's like, it's just really long. It just looks like it. Like long, when you look so at my you, back, RJ, do you have long butt? That's kind of well, what it looks like. You got long butt, RJ? Kind of, kind well, of. Well, what you uh, need, what you need to, <laughs> what you need to do is you need to throw a jacket on top of that. I know. Maybe, uh, maybe like have like a, maybe a dress shirt, a tie. Mm -hmm. I I understand that is a look that some might, uh, partake in. If I were to wear that, how much anime would I have to watch? And I don't don't have time for, (laughs) don't have time for anime when I'm wearing that. Uh, well, so anyways, I'm not, I haven't taken the tags off yet. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. But, uh, those jogger pants came in with the, uh, cinched, uh, cinched leg and uh i gotta tell you those are delightful jared mm-hmm. delightful you, I, you, I can you, recommend you, those. you feel if you like just like shit yourself it would just roll down your leg and get caught right in the ankle cuff yeah but it wouldn't it wouldn't come out of the ankle cuff though. right right it would just kind of mush up at the bottom yeah it'd be deep pants it, it might cake at the and you might have difficulty getting them off well, I think, I mean, I think it depends how long you leave it in there. Like any more I mean, than well, a day. Well, I mean, are you, are you still having to leave the house at all? Or can you, yes. I mean, you're going, you can go to work with them on though now. Cause they're, they're stylish. That's well, that's the thing. I can wear them to work right now. And that's why I bought them. Cause you know, that's I, so I can wear pajama I, pants. I, after you mentioned these joggers, I, uh, I did have an outing, uh, on Friday evening, Excuse going me? to a, a retail outlet that was actually not very busy. But I did spy, like, I'd say about 25% uh, were wearing joggers. Wow. Wow. Uh, so you went to a retail outlet, hey? Mm-hmm. What was the main product being sold at this retail outlet? Probably scrapbooking things and frames. I was there for art supplies. This is the biggest lie. This is the biggest workaround from porn store I've ever Porno. Heard. <laughs> I was buying pornography. I was at the pornography store. That one? It's something like that. Uh, so does Creepsville have a dish? I mean, I, I know like one of the claims to fame of this uh, region is that it was our Chinese food restaurants that invented ginger beef. That can't be true. Is it? That's uh, That's what Wikipedia tells me. Are you serious? I, Just like you, Southern Alberta? What? You haven't heard this before? 
No, that sounds entirely made up. Uh, well, ginger beef. That'd be is like a... me saying that I invented um, ginger beef. Ginger beef. Well, you could because it is a Western Canadian dish. The ingredients of ginger beef can depend on where it is featured, but the Albertan version generally consists of deep-fried strips of beef coated in a dark sweet sauce that is reminiscent of other Asian sauces based based on vinegar and sugar. I Okay, one sec. However, the most widely accepted origin attributes the dish's development during the mid-1970s by Chef George Wong at the Silver Inn in Calgary, Alberta. The dish is now a very common offering in Canadian Chinese restaurants. I mean, I'm not one to. Hey, a radio segment, a radio segment featuring ginger beef was aired on CBC Radio One program. The main ingredient. Are you going to argue against CBC Radio One, RJ? I th- I might call into CBC Radio One. And- Oh, see that. Uh, look, 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 CRTC is already after you. They don't want. They don't want to hear anything of that. Well, there's been a new development here. I have created something called pizza. If you're interested, I can give you the recipe. But uh, is this just part of your anti-Italian agenda? Excuse me. Well, some people think China invented pizza. Not, not Italy. Well, how about that? So, like, do do you have anything? Uh... To counter, because I think ginger beef probably to our area is maybe the, I don't know, who knows, I don't know how many people have eaten ginger beef. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I've gotten ginger beef in this Well, you case. do. I mean, well, okay. So it's it's a little like bit more. Like Panda widespread. Express has ginger beef. <laughs> I think. Or maybe it's just like sweet and sour. Yeah, it is, I, it is I'm pretty confident deep, I've deep had fried ginger meats and sauce. That's, yeah. Yeah. I can't really top that because, like, there's nothing even, like, regional. Like, I know lots of families who have certain things. Like, my family has things that we eat. I know other families have things they eat. But, like, as a region Mm -hmm. for Creepsville, I'd probably say McDonald's is our regional delicacy. Yeah. I mean, it's more like Tim Hortons. Yeah, there's... For all the... You see all that McDonald's shit? Or McDonald's. Tim Hortons, like, containers and garbage Mm -hmm. strewn everywhere. Well... No, I, I I have noticed that, and I think what it, so our city's what a hundred thousand people, and I think we have what fifteen Tim Hortons or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> remember when we had like a Starbucks? I do, I do, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's Starbucks!" And apparently, allegedly, allegedly, we have uh, one of Canada's greatest pizzas. Two guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they say. That's They've what they say. That They've won that Vegas like thing before, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I think Two Guys is good, but uh, I've told you many times, Two Guys has uh, done me dirty as well, or sometimes the pizza comes and I say, this is shit. No. I, I brought that up to someone one time, and they're like, well, did you call them and tell them? And I was like, no. I think I, like, I, think, I, think, I, I, think I might have told you, like, what, what did you call them and tell them? I think several people have told me get, to do get, this. And well, I, if I'm you not do, do you'll, get, you'll get a free pizza out of it. I don't, I just, I, I just didn't eat there for like six months. Really spoke with my dollar. <sighs> That's all we can do in this life. And I put my dollars towards overalls that I don't know if I'm ever actually going to wear. <laughs> Friday is casual Friday though, Jared. What do you think? Should I do it? <sighs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but you like to see me in bad situations, so 
RJ. Yeah? We have a new entry. No. Or do we? No. Wait. What? Wait. Is this one from last week? Oh, this is bizarre. It's, It's like a different username. But it's... Or is it? Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. This is bad. What are you doing? Call, call, Colin Richards from an email that is not that name. I thought it was a whole new person, a whole different person. Oh, so he got a new email, is what you're saying? Yeah. I, I, well, I, yeah. So he's emailing for the first time on a new email. Th- this this could be coming from like a unsavory email that maybe they used to like do bad things and maybe they didn't notice. But now you know. But your secrets stay with us, Colin Richards. Is this the email that they uh, like sign up for OnlyFans accounts on? Probably. So it's not like uh, their personal it, it, email. It, 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 I was gonna say it might be. It, it might be. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm not outing Colin Richards. I don't even know what the email is. I just know Oliver Granger. He he's told me many times about his OnlyFans uh, subscriptions. His, so. his his sock puppets and well, he's got a lot of stuff going on. His bur- burner accounts. Yep. I suggest everyone else out there also message. Uh, Oliver Granger, crikey, and uh, let him know what's going on. That's right. Yeah. So uh, tell me about uh, Colin Richards. What's going on over there? With an email titled, Fellow Trekkie Reporting In. Oh, baby. All right. All right. Hey there, creeps. Since the last time I emailed the show back in July, a lot has changed. The Criterion Creeps officially became a Star Trek podcast, and I, for one, am 100% on board. Nice. Nice. Star Trek Good is the most played show at my workplace in the break room. Whoa. Ooh. And with the show's conversion, it gave me the perfect two-part excuse to finally watch Star Trek. I am happy to report I finished the original series, the animated series, and The Next Generation, and I'm currently on season one of DS9. The whole oh, building sh- got a real kick out of my Data Halloween costume, so it ah. sounds like RJ and I have the good start of a crew as he was Spock. Both science officers, or not? I mean, that, is, is Data a science officer? He's just a lieutenant commander, right? But yeah, he, well, it's uh, confusing because Data has yellow, but yeah. yellow is supposed to be security, which no, Data red, clearly is well, not. Red was red oh. is command. I just learned this. Fuck, but no, it's but red shirts. Remember? remember? Yes, but but uh, Picard and Riker are red. And yep. uh, I don't want to play my hand too much, but a new uh, character on DS9 is now a red, and they mention you are command. Right. Because he's, like, okay. he's like, I'm not used to being uh, not having yellow, because yellow is supposed to be security, like Tasha Yar. So I never understood that. I, like, I, I kind of get it. Well, because, like, yeah, Worf wore yellow, Data, Jordy. Yeah. And then whatever Deanna Troy wears. <laughs> she Well, and, like, yeah, she's completely off the chart. But, yeah, blue is science. Yellow is supposed to be security. Red is supposed to be command. And then, like, Kirk wore green. But like, uh, Crusher, wore, Crusher wears blue. That, that's medical? But it used to blue, be. Blue is medical and science. So did they not have a science officer on the deck of the Enterprise? Uh, no, they didn't because uh, they just had. Greatly that appreciate. should have been data. Honestly, data should have been blue. So that's a that's an oversight. Someone should uh, email Brent. Part, you know, part, you know. I wonder if it would have just maybe they thought they were going to do that, but I can imagine it looked really bad. Like, like uh, in my mind, it's the white. Well, yeah, it's like just, I, white face. Well, I mean, like, cause like it looks, cause when they when uh, Lore shows up in his like hilarious battle suit, like, yeah. and like you start imagining him in blue, you're like, yeah, it doesn't that that federation blue might not have flown and then because even um you know eventually they start giving crusher like the um uh the longer coat 
that kind of covers yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Well, and yeah, actually, I think that's probably what it was because Data is very clearly the science officer on the bridge. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's not blue. And like even actually in DS9, there was a Jem Hadar scene where they uh, in the episode I'll talk about this week where they they talked to Bashir and they know the color rankings and they say blue science and they say rank a doctor and they're like oh these guys aren't uh, valuable um mm. uh what hostages right and stuff like that yeah because so they know the rankings but yeah that's uh so yeah he i mean he was he did dress up as a science officer it's just tng dropped the ball on that what would you follow and in, fall into who, who, who would i be yeah like in Trectum? yeah i don't think you'd even have a color badge you'd just be a complete black one I mean, I'd be, I'd be going, I'd be going red. Boys. You'd be red. Yeah, I got, I got like a, like a bad Riker beard. Uh, we all know you're. I a like, chief of I, I like to sit in chairs weirdly. Oh, it's not just sitting in chairs, but it's also getting into. No, it's not getting mean, sitting the into chairs. the chair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I miss Riker. He's so horny. He's the horniest. He's so well. I mean, I think it's quite the achievement that Colin Richards is doing the same thing is me because he actually has a job so mm -hmm. i mean i do now but yeah. i didn't what are you talking about with the recent news that warner brothers plans to release all their upcoming films both in theater and on hbo max how do you see yourself watching godzilla versus kong and dune next year assuming they release in 2021 hope everyone has been healthy and safe have a great show first time long time colin richards it's definitely the first time with this new email in a long time since it's been July. So, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I, th I think he brings up an interesting point. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Jared. So, you know how Warner Brothers announced this HBO Max thing? Yep. You know how you and I both have Crave that has uh -huh. HBO on it? Uh -huh. uh, there was uh, there was someone did bring it up, uh, a Crave representative for all of Canada, mm -hmm. uh, even though John Crave, uh, John Crave, uh, I think it was Paul Crave or Wes Crave. Yeah, Wes Crave, Paul Crave. Uh, even though uh, in the States it'll be same day, uh, not the case in Canada. Uh, basically what they said is we'll get it when we get it. <laughs> nice. Or uh, the, what it sounded like actually was it sounded like um, it was like when it's done its theatrical run, that's when we would get it. And then for me, I was like, how's that different than what it is now? There is no theatrical run. Well, it's like, well, because is, well, is, 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 is Tenet still in theater? <laughs> Uh, it's probably the only movie in theaters. Yeah, which is Other so rerun or that, like old uh, movies. Yeah, so that's like one of the uh, bizarre things, I guess, when it comes to like the tenant thing is because now people are like, "This is Christopher Nolan's fault." <laughs> it's like I don't know. Once again, I how much pull does he have when it compares to like Warner Brothers saying we're going to put this movie out no matter what. Oh, he doesn't, because he had that statement, right, where he said it was all horseshit. He was like, they didn't even talk to the people who made the movies. No, but no, what I'm talking about, though, is that, like, you know, there is, like, Christopher Nolan wanted Tenet to come out. To be released. Oh, and, I see. And, and there's this idea that, like, he made it happen. He told the billion-dollar company what to do, and they went, yes, sir, Mr. Nolan. I, 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 yeah, I that's what if, they said, but that's I what doubt they it that's, too. Exactly. But, but now it's like, oh, this is his fault. Now they've, he's killed the theater business. And, um, you know, some industries are, just die. They, they, um, they just go away. It's like, it's like oil and gas, RJ. Oh, I'm sure. I'm it's, sure. It's, 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 well, it, 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 might, it might not be a theater business, but maybe like a novelty. It's like, oh, every town should have a carnival. 
and mm-hmm. it should have its amusement park ride. Everyone's entitled. It's like, no. It's like, the, this is the world we've decided upon, apparently, of uh, mm-hmm. market forces and uh, spending your cold, hard cash. It kind of sadly ties into the whole thing about restaurants right now, too, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've thought about. I feel really bad for servers, for instance, who, like, this is their livelihood, and now they're in this soft down and they're just like, oh, you you get to get no paycheck for the next three weeks, mm-hmm. right before Christmas, because you're rich. So yep. that sucks. But I mean, at the same time, the idea that you know people learned how to make their own food this mm-hmm. year, <laughs> uh, people started washing their hands for the first time in their entire lives. In their except in, that well, and then there is a uh, our one of our uh, our government buddies who uh, faked using. Uh, hand sanitizer which one is that oh what's his name doug Schweitzer or some shit mm. he uh he just pretended he, yeah he, he ghosted he just like because he, he clearly couldn't have had it on his hands the way he walked out and then he was trying to be like no guys i put it on before i walked out and you're like that makes no sense you would have had like papers and a pencil in your hand like where's the fluid that you're like okay i'm gonna put it in my hands and then i'm gonna pick this stuff up all at once and then i'm gonna like do this and you're like Oh my god! <laughs> it's like what a loser! <laughs> and but he's like he's making a big joke. This is Twitter being Twitter. <laughs> it's like no, you don't make. But again, yeah, but nothing is real anymore, Jerry. And then and then As I you think know. I think it got better too when he posted a photo of the, the hand sanitizer he used and the picture he's posted of him holding it. It's like that's a sealed bottle. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> it's good. See, it's good. And, but he, he says, so he says what, the internet's not real, right? So, what is, I mean, Christopher Nolan says the same thing. And yeah. and we all know what David Lynch has to say about movies oh, on phones and where however you watch them. But bullshit. Total fucking bullshit. So, bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Theaters. I They're not going to die. But, I mean, we live, we live in a, a town with two. Yeah, and they neither of them might be around in a year and be like, huh? Well, I guess we have to go to the big city now to go take in a flick. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a lot of the time when movies do come out that we want to watch, we don't get them here anyway. We don't get them here anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Like very like, once in a while, it's like there's been times where it's like, oh, the new P.T. Anderson movie from that, obsc- that obscure director, it'll play at the second run theater. Like after like, it's been out for like three months, right? After it gets nominated, and you're like, ah, so I don't fucking like. Fuck these industries! Like they don't do mm-hmm. me. They, they serve me no purpose. They 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 don't benefit me. I I love. I mean, I do a movie podcast, but yeah. you know what? There is sort of cool. a, a kind of a grift. I feel though, because like I saw someone yeah. tweet about this recently about how people are very upset about this. Obviously, and they're like, "This is it. This is the death blow. Like we're, it's all over with." Which is. Like these buildings aren't being taken away anytime soon. Something will emerge, but uh, yeah. and who knows? It's people uh, are maybe calling their shot before it's all over with. So, well, I'm with you. I think I think two in two years theaters come back, but I'm saying two years because I think that's how long this whole thing's going to take to play out. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, two years from today. Uh, two years from today. Two years from today is when I think everything settles down again. Fuck. Okay. That's just me. Um, and I think they'll come back and it'll be fine then. A lot of them will close down in the meantime. But like all these places, it's people get so mad. It's like, yeah, I mean, seeing movies in the big theater is cool. But and they're all mad. It's like, well, they're 
they're they're going to release it digital and it's like well it's either that or we wait the two years yeah. until they can come out and then your movie's going to look i don't know maybe it's going to look like shit in two years because yeah. you know movies aren't that good and i don't know everyone gets so fucking mad about this stuff they're like i can't yeah. believe they're going to release it on home it's like well you know what's going on my, right? my, my entertainment yeah <laughs> it's like, so but yeah, again, like I should, I should clarify too when I was mentioning like restaurants. It's like the 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 big downside with restaurants closing though is like they also employ like the most number of people mm-hmm. because people still need to eat food. But I feel I feel worse for say like a local business than I do yeah Wendy's <laughs> like, yeah. or McDonald's. They'll be okay. They'll, they'll be fine. Even they'll, if they close down, they'll come back. People people continue eating there even though they can't walk in. They'll just go through the drive through. But the small business that has no like franchise backing, I mean, they're mm-hmm. in trouble. But yeah, it's like a weird thing where it's like there's no there's no sadly there's no guarantees in life, yep. and that's just the way it is. Well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> I'm mostly with you, but da- Dag Nabbit. My my big RJ? thing like, hey, if we what? did get the movies, <laughs> if we did get the movies same day in Canada, I would be thrilled. I would watch them. I'd pay to watch them even, but we won't. So whatever, doesn't matter for anyone that doesn't live in the states. Yeah. But uh, I, one thing I found weird. Everyone's always like, well, we can't accept this as the new normal. It's like it's it's, this is how life is. It's like this is just how things are. You don't have to accept anything. It's just like this is just it. You know, you know this is how things are. Get you know, used to it. As, uh, as Jeff Goldblum once said, life finds a way. Life finds a way. Did you hear uh, Nature's Healing? Is it? I don't know. No. A lot of people said that about Alfred Molina this week. It was a really funny joke. What? Because uh, uh, the Spider-Man 3 is going to be a, a live-action Spider-Verse. I don't know if you heard about that. No. Well, that's for... Here's our new segment. The new... Spider-Man movie is going to be a live-action Spider-Verse because Alfred Molina is going to be Doc Ock and they say Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and you know they're doing that with the the Flash movie too with Michael Keaton as Batman. Everyone's just copying Spider-Verse. Hmm. I guess they're going to try. Or are they copying? Yeah, the the was it Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yeah, but I just mean like in. Movie sense. In movies. Movie sense. Well, that's like, I guess that's all we've got left now. Yep. Guys, we have to save this industry, goddammit. I mean, we don't. I mean, unless you're California. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I'm not that concerned about it. I know a lot of people were like... Netflix will uh, guide us because they they make everything go on Netflix, right? We love it. We love it. You heard of Queen's Gambit? Justin Peterson. Oh, yeah. What's going on there? One podcast to rule them all. That's true. Hey, Jordan RJ. What's happening? In preparation mm-hmm. for my next podcast, I've been watching all the extended cuts of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, Are you guys shit. fans of the longer cuts? And which movie in the trilogy is your favorite? Uh, I, have an, I have an answer that I've actually talked about with other people before. Do you want to hear it, Jared? Or do you, do you want to hear Justin first? Before I tell first? you the correct answer? Here, I'll tell oh, you. Okay. Yeah, he writes, it, yeah. it is a real close call for me between Fellowship or Return of the King. I love the, the on-the-move feel of Fellowship, but the battles mm-hmm. of Return of the King are great. Helm's Deep is also excellent, but there are a couple of spots in Two Towers that drag for me. Mm-hmm. 
did he say if he likes the extended or the theatrical? Or I think he says it's a toss-up between Fellowship or Return of the King. But not the extended or theatrical versions? Because that I mean, was he's, he's specifically Well, I think he's specifically asking... Or are you guys fans? Okay, here, he's asking, what are are you fans of the longer cuts, RJ? Yeah. yeah. So I actually, I actually prefer the theatrical cut. I have watched the the extended cuts, and uh, there are some things that are cut out of there that I think are for with good reason. Uh, case in point would be in Two Towers, that scene where Mary and Pip are like drinking tree water and becoming trees. It's like fifty minutes long. Is how it feels. <laughs> it's just way too long. Yeah. It deserves to be cut. I I don't remember that at all. It's um, just only in the extended. I version. I have, oh, so I've only really watched Fellowship of the Ring multiple times, and I've only I've only seen the theatrical the theatrical cut I've seen once. I would have seen the mm. extended version multiple times. I think I've seen Two Towers once in theater, once the extended version, and Return of the King theatrical, and then would have watched the extended. And I I don't think I've really watched Two Towers more than the rewatch on video and Return of the King I saw the end of. Mm-hmm. And I, like, oh, man, some of that stuff isn't aged well. Some of those effects are pretty <laughs> pretty janky. They can be. They can be. I, uh, I actually, like, so I have, um, like, an updated Blu-ray of it, but uh, it kind of... It really chaps my ass. It's only the extended cuts, which I didn't realize when I bought it. Uh, and I was like, that was like, that's horseshit because I actually do prefer the theatrical ones. And uh, yeah, Fellowship of the Ring, I think is a hands down. It's one of the, it's, it's a top 10 banger for me just in general. So uh, I, I don't think it's even a contest, but that's just me. Yep. And I, I would agree with that. Yep. That, all time banger. Which is your favorite Legends of the <laughs> Lord of the Rings character. I do like to be unique in this department, and I'll always go with Boromir because of how much of a badass he is taking on the orcs during his last stand. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, what about you? I'll let you go first. Who's your favorite Lord of the Rings character, Derek? <sighs> I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't really have one. You could just say uh, Christopher Lee. Hmm. Pass. That's, I mean, that's, uh, that seems to be – that would be your choice, I'd assume. Uh, well, Jared, RJ. I think you're forgetting of my good friend, uh, Wormtongue, Mr. Brad God's Durif. favorite son. God's favorite son. Mm. Uh, yeah, Christopher Lee and Brad Dourif, those guys are the best. But uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the story that I always mention. I, I shared an elevator with Gimli one time. Oh, I, I got mine. Sauron. Sauron? Yeah, he's pretty pretty sweet. Have you ever shared an elevator with Gimli? No, not yet. It was pretty cool. He was really fun. I uh, didn't. I didn't bring up Lord of the Rings when I when I was there with him. Should have. I should have. I didn't. But oh well. John Rice Davies. Yeah, like I got in the elevator, and then like a member of the hotel staff got in the elevator, and she's like, "Oh, sorry, I gotta go down." And he was like, "He's like, oh, he's like, don't worry, my lass. He's like, me and this nice gentleman will escort do- you do- down." Doctor do- do- Arturo from Sliders. Yeah, that's the one. See, that's that's the one. That's the money. Did you read the books? It took me years to read them all, and I started before the movies came out and finished after they all came out. <laughs> wow, that's a long time. Uh, I've read The Hobbit and yep. I've read uh, 
the first Fellowship mm-hmm. and or the, fir- the yeah. first Lord of the Rings. And uh, I got to tell you, I think Peter Jackson was really smart, and I think he made the right call and filmed things uh, different than the book. And uh, I might be a minority on that, but, you know, I think Peter Jackson did better than that one book. So that's just me. Yeah, I, I've read Hobbit, and I've read Fellowship, and I got through half of Two Towers, and then that was enough for me. Hmm. Well, how yeah. many times did you see them in theater? Uh, one, one, and one. <laughs> multiple. Multiple. Okay. For all of them. Well, uh, Justin apparently saw Fellowship three times, Two Towers three times, and Return of the King six times. Holy shit, that's I have, a long I, I have never seen a movie six times in theater. <laughs> I've, I've Not seen, even I've, you? No, I've seen a movie three times in theater. Multiple movies mm. I've seen three times, but not six is a, that's a lot. Six is a lot. I think... No. About four times in theaters. That's probably the most for what, me. What, what was it you saw four times? Batman Begins. Oh, what? There we go. I kind of knew the answer to that. Yeah. Finally, do you have any cool Lord of the Rings memorabilia? I used to. I had the soundtrack back in high school, and when my best friend would stay the night on the weekend, I would forget to turn off my alarm clock with a CD player, and the Lord of the Rings theme would start blasting at 6 a.m., which would drive him crazy. Also, I forget what fast food restaurant had the collectible Lord of the Rings goblet glasses with light up bases. I think it may have been Burger King. RJ? It was Burger King, and I have those cups. There you go. But yeah, I had a couple I of do. those for a long time until I lost track of them. Uh, yeah. all, I, all I'll say is I remember when I think it was the Hobbit movies were coming out, and Denny's were, were, were doing a... Uh, a menu Hobbit slam. Hobbit slam. Uh, I think there was like Gandalf Gobbler, <laughs> and then there was like Hobbit <laughs> Hobbit bites or whatever. Yeah, that that was yeah. amazing. That that Gandalf Gobbler was super tasty. It was like I think it was like a turkey sandwich with cranberry on it, and this like oh, yeah. aioli sauce. It was like actually really good. But when they did it for the second shitty movie, um, so it was shitty. I never finished watching the third. I never watched the end of the trilogy. Um, Neither they, have they, I. They, they, they took away the the gobbler, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, I I never watched that one either. Uh, I never uh, had the pleasure of having the gobbler. Damn. But uh, you bet your sweet ass, I had those four mugs, and they had a little rubber base you could click in for the goblet, and it would light up. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it was cool. Good stuff. Whoa. Goat movie question of the week: What are your favorite of all time Christopher Lee movies? Ooh, baby that's a tough nugget to crack i mean i think uh devil rides out is a heavy contender but uh what do you what about you jer i thought i feel like was it peter cushing we did <laughs> or i, I, I oh it, yeah probably I, I, yeah I, i'd be surprised if we didn't talk about christopher lee at that or back to back or something like that are you a wicker man man i am man yourself i am I like that Wicker Man, man. Yeah. I'd say Devil Rides Out or uh, City of the Dead, a.k.a. Horror Hotel. Those are both some pretty uh, A-plus Christopher Lee joints. Is there anything... Anything newer? Well, I think he's in The Queen's Gambit as one of the chess pieces. I, I like him when he plays Fu Manchu. <laughs> okay, that's fine. There you go. You guys yeah. see those, that mustache. Actually, uh... The Jess Franco Count Dracula. 
Oh, yeah. He's... Uh, he, he's in that one? Yeah, with a mustache, like a Bram Stoker mustache. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's cool. Any Christopher Lee is good in my books. Okay. What about Boogie Woogie? Boogie Woogie? Apparently, he's in a movie called Boogie Woogie from 2009. Seduction, betrayal, death. There is an art to everything. Oh, this movie doesn't sound real at all. Okay. Let's see. Oh, my goodness. Here's some time. Movie ratings game. In honor of your special Laserdisc episode, let's play another round of the movie ratings game. Once again, RJ will be sent the answers on Twitter, except for Jarrett. Uh, So for me, for the movies that I've given ratings to, you have to guess, RJ, what I've given them. Okay, so yeah. wait, should I open this message? Yeah, you, you can you can go ahead and open it because okay. you, you don't know the answer to this one, but okay. I know. But, but Creature from the Black Lagoon, Jacob's Ladder, Big Trouble in Little China. I imagine you'd be Black Lagoon, then Big Trouble, and then Jacob's but, Ladder. But what, what ratings did I give them? Or what rating did I give these three movies out, uh, of, probably, out of five? Probably three. Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, okay. Yep. Now, now for RJ, uh, the movies are Glen Gary, Glen Ross, mm-hmm. Bone Tomahawk, Ooh, and baby. Black Orpheus. Well, I know RJ is a fan of all three of these films, but how much of a fan? I know the answer. I rated them. You did. You did. Uh, Even though ratings aren't real, they're not real. I mean, four stars minimum. Uh, allegedly, I gave him four and a half stars. That's I was wondering about that. I'm like, you really like Black Orpheus a lot. I did at the time. I mean, if I rewatched it now, maybe not. But uh, I thought the movie was uh, mm-hmm. a slam dunk when okay. we watched it. Very good. Very good. Yep. Uh, Oliver, Gates of Heaven, Friday the 13th, The Room. Mm, I don't know. Oliver's kind of a bad dude, so I'm going to say three and a half. Okay. Um... Uh... Well, he doesn't do half stars, though, really, does he? Maybe he did at that, did, at that time. Is that a clue? Yeah. So I don't have the answers in front of me. I'm just scro- scrolling down one at a time. I so see. I'm, I'm at RJ, so I don't. You're, you're, I can't you're, see you're keeping her honest. I see. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, I'm gonna say three stars. Okay. Let's see. One star. What? One star. Whew. See, I knew he was a bad dude. I didn't realize he was that bad, though. Oh, he's a monster. He's a bad dude? <laughs> Frank. Okay. Only Lovers Left Alive. 10 Cloverfield Lane. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Mm, I'm going to say four stars. I feel like Only Lovers would be a Frank film. I've never even seen that. I just... Three stars. Three stars? Okay, let's see. Three stars. Yeah. You were right. No. Mm-hmm. Jared Berger. Ooh. Knights of Kiberia. Bad Times at the El Royale. Suspiria 2018. Oh, half a star. Four and a half. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Five stars. Okay. All right. All right, Jared Berger. All right. I see what's going on. Hey, see what's going on. People like that's that. Fine. People like Suspiria 2018. I know RJ. they do. I know. You we're, and me are the only people who don't. We're, I think. we're, the, we're the bad dudes. I know. Ooh, Sam Sanchez. Oh, baby. Garfield. Norbit, the Greasy Strangler. As far as I'm concerned, those are at least minimum four-star films, so I'm going to say four stars. And you hit... Oh, you did see Greasy Strangler. That's right. I did. I did. Oh, man. Oh, man. Sam Sanchez. Don't don't disappoint. I mean, 
Either way, I'm disappointed here, one way or another. <laughs> I think Garfield is the one that throw is throwing uh throwing the whole. The, oh list. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just Garfield. Well, uh, Nor- Norbit's a pretty bad movie. Hmm. <laughs> I'll say two stars. Okay, let's see. Half a star. Oh, Sam Sanchez. Yeah, Norbit is pretty bad. <laughs> you guys. People don't like Greasy Strangler, though, you know? Yeah, it's divisive. Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie? Dirty Ronnie. Justin Peterson. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mandy the Deer Hunter. I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't big on Mandy, but uh, I feel like oh, I know Hunter I do I do remember Justin saying he song. found Deer Hunter overrated. He did. Uh, I'll say three stars then. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. Two stars. Wow. So he really didn't like the Deer Hunter. Yeah. And he really. You know, didn't like I, I've I've only seen Deer Hunter once, and I was like. Oh grade 10 when i watched it and i was expecting like because at that point i was like watching the the scorsese movies and i was like oh robert de niro this guy can do no wrong these godfathers these taxi drivers and i'm like oh deer hunter that's gotta be just like that and it's like nope (laughs) it's not and like i've only seen it at that time i remember being slow deliberate but i haven't seen it since and i've been planning on watching it at some point but it's been a while Anyway, thanks for the time, guys, and I am looking forward to hearing RJ talk about some Quack Attack hockey action. Cheers. I'll be talking about the Quack Attack, but mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I think I only saw Deer Hunter when I was like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, like a little yeah. kid, so I don't even remember what that movie's about. <laughs> it's about Russian roulette, I think. I know there's something like that in there, mm-hmm. but uh, but is well, it about it's, hockey? It's, it's about getting Question. married. Reese Hockstuhl. Ooh, baby. The Big sugar. Reese the piece. Uh-huh. Hey, creeps. Hope you're doing well and have plenty of provisions for our upcoming lockdown. This week I watched yeah. Feeders 2, and I was a bit worried I wouldn't get it because I hadn't seen Feeders 1. <laughs> well, I got it. It was a pretty okay show, not a pretty good show. That's too bad. Pretty okay. Anyway. What since... about you, Jared? Have you seen Feeders 2? <laughs> I have not seen Feeders 1 nor 2. Oh, okay. That's fine. Anyway, since food questions are now taboo and passe, well, are they? I figured I'd ask a sports question. Sports. The NFL season is almost over. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? If you decide not to answer, feel free to talk about how basketball was invented by a Canadian (laughs) for a bit. I like when that happens, too. In any case, have a great show and enjoy the laser disc. Sincerely, Sugarhead. Big sugar. Uh, yeah, basketball was invented by a Canadian. His name is Jason Nesmith. He's friends with Paul Cassavetes. They're good dudes. Uh, oh, the Steelers are going to win. They're my team, too. And I'm not just saying that the Steelers are my team because they are 10-1 uh, and one or 11-1, and one, whatever their record is. I think but, I saw uh, somebody Somebody said that their team was 11-0. and 0. I don't know if that was the Steelers or not. It was the Steelers, and they just lost this weekend. Uh, so they're 11-1. and one, But um, Okay. Yeah, I think they'll win for sure. They're my team too, but uh, I mean, I think all sports this year is uh, you're what gonna it, put a big asterisk beside any any win. What What does it mean to for it to be your team? Uh, they're the one that uh, I root for. 
HBCU, they're your team. Yeah, they're my team. Do you like have any? They're my preferred team. Do you have your preferred uh, team? Okay. Do you have any do mer- have... Do you, do merch? Do you have merch? I do. Wow. Okay. I do. I have a couple shirts and a hoodie. Uh, I used to have more, but Andrea took most of them because you know how girls take boy stuff. They're like, this is mine now. She said it like that too. I, I see. Like, okay. okay. A little, little bit of that woman hate in the sports talk. I like it. I like it. Uh huh. Well, they can't play football. And uh, all I have to say is sports aren't real. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to fight you on that. I'm not going to fight you. That's fine. That's totally fine. And but yeah, sports. Coming under the radar from oh. Sam number one. Wait, is this? Slam. This is Slam Love Machine? Like, he is number one. He did call it. He did. So. I, I, I'm sticking to it. I got to keep it straight. All these yep. Sams from America. They're... I, I agree. I mean, there's Uncle Sam. He's like Sam Zero. Sam Zero? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then there's Fair like enough. I'm assuming Samus is American. Samus like Metroid Samus? Do you know any other Samuses other than Ronda Rousey? She wishes she was Samus. <laughs> I can't stand this stuff. It's like they want to play this character in a movie. It's like of course they do. They want a fucking job. Like what do you <laughs> remember when Ronda Rousey was gonna become an actor? I remember when she tried. <laughs> and they discovered this is a horrible mistake. I remember. She can't act. She's and I, terrible. I, yeah. So bad. Ralph Roadhouse. Ah, uh, classic. Did they never they never release that, right? I don't, I don't. They were making it. They were. Uh, and then I think they, they were like, uh, no. You are no Gina Carano. Who, me? Wow. Rhonda. Rhonda. <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah, there it is. Roadhouse canceled. Yeah, I think they started making it, though. I do. Well, apparently it was canceled like four years ago. Oh. Like so, our, so we're, our news is like five years out of date is all I'm going to say. But like, that's well, all, but seriously, if you think about fine. that, think about how long ago that like that feels like it happened just like two years ago, right? I'm not crazy. Five years ago, they were, they announced this shit. I don't have a lot of comments. When did she lose? When did she get knocked out by Holly Holm? I don't know. All however long that what was it gone in something seconds? <laughs> I don't know. So good, so good. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, it all start five years. Mm. Hell of a time to be alive, RJ. Is it though? Sam number one may agree. Hello, creeps. Oh, yeah. Don't know if I made it in time. You did, sir. You did. Been oh, studying yeah. for finals. My last one is tomorrow, and then I'm finally free for like two Ooh. weeks. What are some of your favorite academic or school movies, specifically university? Wow. It's like it's come full circle. Pretty straightforward question. Can't think of one off the dome, actually. Thanks, Sam. Slam love machine. Loveland. I agree with him. It's hard to think off the dome. Mm-hmm. Let's go to school. Uh, oh, no, wait. That's, this list is films they watched in class. That's oh, not boy. what I'm looking for. I, uh, I mean, high school hell is pretty cool. Were we talking about just university movies? I, I, there's a couple like pop. I'm trying to think of like, there's like horror school movies. 
what's that one movie, uh, Altered uh, States? That's a university film, isn't that it? That is. Uh, uh-huh. there, there is the, uh, I think there's a rape revenge movie called MFA that I've never seen. Mm. There's a movie called Thesis. That is a mm-hmm. Spanish movie or Mexican movie. What about Spanish for Columbine? While doing a thesis about violence, Angela finds a snuff video where a girl's tortured until death. Soon she discovers that the girl was a former student in her faculty. Dun dun dun. I mean that's kinda cool. How about what P- about Monsters University? How about PCU? What's that? It's a movie. What about the skulls, Jarrett? Oh, Starring yeah. Canadian Canadian actor Joshua Jackson, who is also the star of the Mighty Ducks. I'll have you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Remember so the skulls? Here, here's the pitch for MFA from 2017. Okay. <laughs> the tagline, RJ: Mastering the art of revenge <laughs> after the accidental death of her rapist, an art student becomes an unlikely vigilante set out to avenge college girls whose rapists were not charged. Did they say the accidental death of her rapist? Yes. Is that good or bad? I don't know. MFA, is that what this movie is called? Yep, MFA from 2017. Uh, and Who is Francesca Eastwood? And then there's probably maybe be the daughter of one of the other kids, like Scott Eastwood. Hmm. Maybe it's another one. Uh, PCU, politically correct university, RJ. This movie stars Jeremy oh, Piven. Chris Young, David Spade, John Favreau, John Favreau, J- Jake Jake Busey, Jake Busey, yeah, baby. I'm not super into that. What about Goodwill Hunting? That's a university film, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Finding Forrester. Hey, I've seen that movie. It's about basketball. Mm-hmm. Basketball and, 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 and literature. Literature. My favorite. What, what about Murder University? The tuition isn't the only thing that will kill you. A series of brutal cult-like murders are taking place at a New England college. Josh Green, a shy freshman, is the lone survivor of a series of murders that are reminiscent of a similar string of killings some 20 years prior. As he seeks to uncover the secret behind the attacks, he is joined by Detective Forrester, who was instrumental in halting the bloodshed before, and his daughter Meg, who had barely escaped being a victim previously. Oh, hey, we got a, a hot new YouTube comment on La Ventura. Just recent? Just now? Sounds like a couple bad dudes. <laughs> well, at least that person's paying attention. That's right. Uh, goes, a long, goes a long way. Uh-huh. Hey, here's a movie for Jarrett. Co-ed dorm, where boys and girls learn to live together. The going on, the goings on at a school of sexual experimentation where students are free to do their thing the American way. Hell yeah. With a guy named Bob Guthrie. <laughs> you don't, That's you don't, a good name. You don't fuck with Bob? Uh, I know a different Guthrie, but uh, not Bob Guthrie. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 So that's it for emails. RJ's cleaning huh? his teeth. Disgusting. I think there's a popcorn that, kernel in that, there. That's the sound of a man's gaping mouth on the microphone. It's, it's not the only thing that's gaping. I'll tell you that much, buddy. Oh, man. Wait till you put on those uh those overalls. My oh, goodness, that's what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll oh, it'll be all on right now. Oh boy, you should definitely do that live stream, baby. 
Only fans, gaping coveralls, overalls. Fuck. Send us money. RJ, uh, yeah. what's you, what, how much have you been creeping on this week? Oh, shit, man. I watched a lot of stuff this you, week, actually. You, I mean, did you have some kids over watching some <laughs> some duck movies? Say, hey, kids, you like Emilio Estevez? You like Emilio? You, you like should... the ducks? Well, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Uh, before I get too into it, how, did you watch movies this week? Do you have anything to talk about? Um... Not, not per se. Because I have like I have movies, actual, and then I have, okay. uh, I have DS Nine as well. Okay, so me, I don't want to take uh, up too I'm much not gonna, time. Um, you know, I've just I've had a little bit of revisiting some classics, some uh, some horror classics on the weekend. That's been it's anything been going, good. I watched some just before dawn. It's got that wicked really? scene where the girl just punches her fucking fist down the throat of the uh, the giant uh, inbred man. That's huh. still uh, pretty cool. Great atmosphere on that movie. Great mm-hmm. strange score. Um, but I, I guess the new viewing was continuing watching these John Boys movies, these documentaries. Oh, the yeah. History yep. of the Seattle Mariners. Oh, sports, Jarrett. Sports chat. This um, is a sports episode. It's, nice. getting, it's getting sporty. Uh, yeah, this is another, another good one. Uh, okay. This one seems a lot more polished and... But which is not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It just it seems a lot yeah. more like they're honing down the timeline. It it's not so like insider joke with uh, statistical visual visualization jokes. This seems to be like, hey, here's an actual history framework of a chronology with like little things dropped in and it was really cool um i didn't really know much about the seattle mariners i kind of forgot things like as it came up we were like oh yeah ken griffey jr like i i I kind of just forgot about ken griffey jr and then you're like oh yeah he played for the mariners did you remember his gigantism I induced by uh special tonic this is the thing a lot of my baseball knowledge it comes from only like two things Ken Burns mm-hmm. baseball and that episode of The Simpsons. That's I know. That is all. That's all I need to know. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's how I mean. That is all you need to know. You watch the thing on the Mariners, Ken Griffey, and you say, "Hey, that dude got gigantism from a special tonic." Mm-hmm. And he had, he had a NES game, and he really liked Nintendo. Hell yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. Home Run Derby, baby. Uh, that NES game was pretty cool. Ken Griffey's baseball. Uh, and then what's his name? The the Japanese baseball dude, I forgot. Ishiro Suzuki? Ichiro? Ichiro? Yeah. Ichiro, Ichiro Suzuki? Yeah. You want to hear something cool about Ichiro? Did they talk about his stats uh, for uh, most hits? Oh, they that, RJ, you got to check these documentaries out. It's I know all about the stats. Can I, uh, can I blow your mind for a second, Jared? So Ichiro got the uh, all-time record for most hits. Yeah. Uh, I was at that game. In real person. In real and person. Real but, person. But RJ. I know. Life isn't real. Sports People aren't real. aren't real. So how can one be a real people? I was in the simulator at that game. Okay. And uh, the next game, so are you, after he got the record, could they I, gave out little hats. Could I be at that game? Like now? You could. I, I could simulate it. You could simulate it in a hollow deck, but you wouldn't get the little Ichiro hat afterwards where uh, <laughs> there's a all-time hitter or something like that. Uh, Ichiro, I don't, know if, I don't know if you know about the his quotes, though. They're very... Ichiro? Yeah, he's got some good quotes. He's very... It's very Japanese. Oh, yeah. all I can say. There's... Yeah. Just, I think it's like, what are you going to do if you retire? I don't know. I guess die. <laughs> like something like that. Or like... Or like uh, asking about his dog. He's like, uh, I don't have my permission to talk about my dog. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Ichiro is awesome, man. He seemed like such a cool dude. Have you ever seen his batting stance? I mean, obviously not because you don't watch sports, but correct. If, I, if if I'm in a slump, I ask myself for advice. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of good wisdom. He was a cool dude. I liked him a lot. I'm gonna send you a picture of how he used to stand. He would like hold his arm out with his bat. It was really intimidating, but uh, the way he stood, his like knees were touching, and it was very bizarre. Like it didn't look like it would uh, work. <laughs> it didn't look like it would work. Yeah, because his knees were like. They were like literally like pointed in towards each other, and I was always like, "What's going on with Ichiro?" It's gonna, it's kind of tough. I can't really find a picture, but I'll send this one to you as well. Did you, did you get the picture of the the Cheeto? Yeah, I, I, I just saw it. I just saw it. Yeah. Okay. Here's a picture of it's not, Ichiro. It's not, a, it's not a good photo. I gotta tell you, the Cheeto lock. It's, it's very unclear what I'm looking at because I've seen this before, and it's, it, it's, it's, it makes me angry, frankly. The implication. Is that uh, the it's, lock isn't it won't very work. safe? Yeah, there's yes. that. There's that. Oh yeah, yeah I just that, 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 that is that is a peculiar stance. So he would do that. He'd like pull his shirt and hold his bat out like that until the pitcher was like actually like winding up a little bit, and then he'd pull the bat bat back real quick and then hit it. It was, it's the craziest shit you ever seen. Ichiro was the coolest. Yeah, he's a fast little man. Oh yeah, yeah. See this uh, and, is and then, and, then, and then the opposite. Oh fuck, what's the name of the pitcher? Uh, Randy, yeah, the Randy Johnson, Randy Johnson, (laughs) fuck, six foot ten. (laughs) Oh yeah, Randy. Well, fucking uh, the the big unit, Randy Johnson. (laughs) Have you? So his mullet and his and like, so they call him big unit. Have you ever seen that video of uh when the bird flies and he he uh, he throws a fastball and the bird blows up? Oh, that was him. (laughs) That's him. Yeah, that's Randy Johnson. Shit, yeah. Yeah, which I don't condone animal violence, but that was a that's worthwhile. That's force that, majeure, that, that, man. That, like, that, that, well, that was that was a uh, a worthy demise for like, for internet fame. You you just you couldn't do that if you tried. RJ, that's, that's some, against animal violence mostly. Uh yeah. Well, it's mostly. I mean I, I I take solace in that the bird was instantly exploded. Like nothing bad came from, or like you know it didn't feel any pain. I hope. <sighs> We assume. We assume. We assume existence ends at the passing of the, the flesh. Ugh. Yeah. So you watched baseball. What else did you watch? That's about it. That's. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. I, I, hey, I've been continuing uh, while I'm painting these minifigs on YouTube. Now that I've watched these uh, SNES drunk YouTube video clips, like I just keep getting more okay. and more and more of them. I played a lot of Super Nintendo RG. I'm not going to lie. I would rent uh, one or two. SNES games on a Friday from the for the weekend SNES, off huh? uh, off Blockbuster and mm-hmm. play them for like three days. I think at one point when they were older enough, they would let you have them for the whole week. I think. I think it was like I think you could do it like it was just a couple dollars more or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. you couldn't just like just be a kid. You had to have like a parent there with you or right. something like that. Yes, because you don't you yeah. don't be a bad kid, which is kind yeah. of like what happens when you're like before you become a bad dude. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad to hear that you did that, though, because it's something we can actually talk about. I mean, not tonight, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, friend of the show, Ryan Angle, and I, we, uh, that was what our weekend was every weekend growing up. Uh, go rent a game, come back home, mm-hmm. rip that bad boy for two days, and, you know, drop it off the next day. That was slot. Uh, in the slot. And then you hope yeah. that they actually scanned it in properly and don't start getting late fees. Well, then you just, well, I mean, they're close, so fuck them. Fuck them. 
I remember there, there was like actually a period that was like very apprehensive uh, in my household growing up when we would rent a move, like rent a movie or game on a Friday and it was due back, say Monday morning. You'd have to make sure that went into the slot, but especially if you were going on vacation for the week and you, and you weren't going to be there and you're like, you don't want to start accumulating those late fees. So it was very important to make sure, grab the tapes before you head out of town. Hmm. It is interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. So any any big highlights from that or what? Uh, it's mostly like remember, like just seeing some games. I'm like, holy shit, I completely forgot about this. Like Ninja Warriors. Oh, yeah. The beat-em-up. Yep. I actually, yep. I, I really like beat-em-ups, it turns out. I, I didn't realize until yeah, I was man. like watching this compilation. I went, oh, yeah. I, lo- I, lo- I enjoyed all these. Uh, yep. Seeing the like footage of like the Spawn Super Nintendo game that oh yeah looks good. Oh, I know Spawn. Yeah, it looked good. I mean, I, I didn't. It didn't leave much of an impression on me. It wasn't one of those games where like, like I loved Spawn the comic book, and I mm. bought the HBO uh, miniseries on tape for like probably what was like thirty or forty dollars <laughs> back in like nineteen ninety seven, mm. which was a fortune, a fortune. Yep. Oh yeah, but yeah, I, I I loved Spawn. That video game though didn't really leave a mark. It didn't like it didn't impress upon me. Uh, but then there's games like oh, what was it like the Alien versus Predator Super mm-hmm. Nintendo game? Oh, <laughs> like yeah, there's not much to that one. No, especially compared to like how awesome the arcade game was. Yeah, there's uh, that, I, now that I, would, that was probably before your time though, because you would have. I don't been... remember the arcade. Oh. I do know the the yeah. game like the cart game. But, oh yeah, the card game stinks, but the arcade game, like, yeah. holy shit, was it good? It looked it was because it was actually Capcom as well. Did you play that at Movie Mill? No, uh, I don't know if I remember anywhere in Lethbridge having it, but I remember Red Deer um, when I would mm. visit my cousins. Like the one arcade seemed to have it for a while, and I was like, holy shit! Like I just wanted to play that for hours. Like this, it was just so good. It it looked nice. Um, it just yeah, fun, a lot of fun. What else? Some other stuff. I'm- Fun, uh, new. I thought no fun. Duncan was. Uh... Uh, well, again, like, this is just like, oh, this is a nice way of enjoying these games without having to sit down and play them. Yeah, uh, it doesn't get much better really than Chrono Trigger, though, does it? I mean, you ever heard Chrono Jigga? Uh, that uh, two mellow mix with uh, Jay Z. It's pretty good. Check can't, it out. Can't say as I have. But that's that's about it for me, Jorge. Oh, okay. what, 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 so you want to hear about some movies and stuff, eh? I, uh, maybe not. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll t- I, well, maybe not is fine, too. I'll tell you about some movies just briefly, because okay. I actually watched some. Cool. This is a movie podcast, right? Yep. I watched an Andy pick called Being Frank. Do you yeah. know Jim Gaffigan, Jerry? Yeah, I know him. He's cast very out of type in a uh, peculiar movie from uh, this lady named Miranda Bailey. And uh, she's done some other stuff that people seem to be fans of. Uh, I would describe this as pretty good show. Mm. Uh, you have this kid. It, like, I think this takes place in the 80s or something like that, like mid-80s. And uh, you have this kid who, like, wants to go to college to be a rock and roller. Jim Gaffigan's his dad, and he's a real hard ass. So he's, like, off type. Uh, but then you discover, like, the kid, like, comes across his dad in a different town. He's like, what the fuck's he doing here? So he follows him, and then he sees that Jim Gaffigan has a second family. And then it's all about like a second family thing. And it's, it's kind of a, it does balance it pretty well. Like there's some comedy stuff to it, but it is, I think it's mostly serious kind of, because uh-huh. there's lots of implications of things, but uh, it's not bad. Implications. I actually didn't mind it. 
implications uh our biggest takeaway was like this could this movie could only take place in like the 80s uh because uh who could afford two families well even the the movie poster resembles something like parenthood yeah it does and it looks like it looks like a like a big comedy and it's got comedy in it but like i do think it's there's more just like kind of bummer stuff where skyler's in it Skyler is in it. Yeah. Not too much. She's uh she's the family that he doesn't like. Oh, okay. Uh no, it was, I I don't know. Is Andrea liked it. It was a good Andy pick, but uh I was surprised. I was like I was like this is this is good. I was like I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it, if you know uh, what I mean. What a glorious feeling. <laughs> well, I mean that is that's kind of my uh, bar now. It's like did I waste my time watching this movie? Mm, yes or no. Right. So, you know what I didn't waste my time doing watching like I beg your pardon. I, I feel like I didn't waste my time watching about six hours worth of Mighty Duck movies. Are these actually two hours each? Or are they like ninety? No, minutes? No, they're they're like ninety minutes. Yeah. Okay, so that's not bad. So not not too bad. Um, I don't know what it was, dude. Just last week, like on Friday, I was like, it just popped in my head. I was like, I haven't watched the Mighty Ducks in a really really long time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's check it out. So these are on Disney Plus. Uh, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, me and him got a little Disney Plus kind of thing going on there. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shh. Keep that on the low, low. Uh, so I, I threw these bad boys on, and, uh, you know, there was lots of nostalgic fun. I used to watch these movies a lot. Uh, one time, Jared, when I was uh, 16, I worked at a local store called Jersey City because this is the sports cast. Here we go. And uh, so there were TVs in Jersey City and you were only allowed to have uh, sports net on them. Uh, but it was like it was like a day where there was no sports and uh, they were just showing darts. And I was like, this is boring. So I was like clicking around and Mighty Ducks was on. And I was like, yeah. So I was like sitting there watching Mighty Ducks. And apparently like the, the guy who owned the store came in. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, it's Mighty Ducks. I was like, Goldberg's and uh, the other guy are going to do the knuckle puck. You got to check it out. It's like you're fired. Yeah, I didn't work there much longer, but uh, you know, yeah. I I thought like why couldn't you watch a sports movie? You know. So, anyways, good nostalgia. Uh, Andrea went down a hole uh, between like uh, the complicated relationship of, between uh, Emilio Estevez and the Sheens, and uh, how he didn't change his name, Emilio Estevez, mm-hmm. even though Charlie Sheen did change his name. But then Emilio says not changing his name limited the roles he got, which uh, after watching these films, it's like, I feel like it was maybe his acting <laughs> potentially. But are, are you saying Emilio screwed Emilio? No, I just feel like it's like, he's no Martin Sheen. And I actually got Martin Sheen and Kirk Douglas and Michael Douglas confused for a while. And I was like, I was like, well, their dad is Kirk Douglas. And Andrew's like, what? I was like, yeah, that dude who's 100% not alive anymore. And and then, like, it, we, we just had to pause for, like, 20 minutes, and we're like, wait a minute. Michael, f- now you're confusing me. I know. Michael Douglas and Martin Sheen are kind of similar, no? Yes. I was confusing them, and because of that, I was like, well, Kirk like, Douglas yeah. is Ma- Martin Sheen's dad. And Andrew's like, what are you talking about? Because you know, like, you know some of them don't have real names. And they're all, they've stolen each other's names. And they have big chins. Yeah. And and like, and pretty good hair. But that's it. That's all you need sometimes is a nice little head of hair, a nice chin. 
But if someone told you that, it wouldn't be the most unbelievable thing. That's like saying that jo- uh, James well, Brolin is Christian Bale's it, dad. When it, you look it, at pictures, you're like, that's pretty close. It wouldn't be unbelievable, but I think, is this person an idiot? You could think that, but you you would be the idiot. So like, so tell me about the mighty ducks. Tell me about hockey, RJ. Talk me. All right, if little kids, so, little kids playing hockey. These are uh, all. Do they all hit? Three they these? hit the puck. They hit the puck. They goes goes into the net. You hit a puck and uh, icing it's, uh, football. Icing calls. Uh, I don't think there are. I think What's there's that? one icing call in in the whole trilogy. Is there icing actually. in junior hockey or, or midget hockey? Baby hockey, whatever this is. I don't. Uh, well, the first one is Pee Wee, and uh, ah, Nagel would be able to tell us. Um, but so all all three are good and enjoyable. Like I think if you watch them as little kids, you're gonna find some nostalgic charm to them. There, and then all three of them have things where you kind of like your eyes squint a little bit, and you go, "Wait a minute." What did they just say? Uh, like the very problematic uh, representation of the Oreo line in uh, Mighty Ducks 1, where it's uh, three kids of, I think you can kind of tell, where they make an Oreo. Emilio Estevez himself says, Oreo mine, get out there. You know. It's a little he, problematic. He learns from the uh, the slap shot school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, I don't know. One's got some goofy stuff, um, but it's got Joshua Jackson, who's a Canadian uh, heartthrob, apparently. A- Andrea thinks I look like Joshua Jackson. You got more of that Sean Wise look. Oh, current day Sean Wise. Yeah. Like, I showed Andrea the picture of him. She's oh, like, no. that's Goldberg? And she's like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? And I was like, I bet people made fun of him his whole life for being Goldberg. And she was like, why? Because he was in a, a like... Uh, like Hollywood hit movies. I was like, yeah, but he's the butt of the joke in all of these movies. You know, uh, I think the most like, so uh, my Ducks one is good. It's got lots of good stuff in it. Uh, there's some goofy Joshi shit. too. Jesse Smollett. Who? Jesse Smollett. 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 Yeah. I think he's part of the Oreo line. He is. Yeah. And about, uh, and about other things too. Some other things. The uh, the weirdest part of Mighty Ducks one though, Jared, is um, so like the whole thing about Emilio Estevez's character is like hockey should be fun. He's like, you guys don't need to win, you just got to have fun, right? So it's like really good, wholesome sport values that I feel like the America has forgotten. Uh, but it's like you should just have fun. And uh, when they're in their championship game against the bad team, and they score a goal, they're all cheering. And there's this really crazy moment where Emilio Estevez, he's got his arms stretched out and he's just yelling at the kids and he goes, more fun, more fun. And he's just like yelling <laughs> at them, like screaming at them to yeah. have more fun. Yeah. We, I, I got a screenshot. I'll send it to you. I'm sending you a lot of pictures tonight, but it was really weird. It was like, this is so like out of place, this more fun thing. Because he's just screaming at him. Hmm. He's just screaming at the kids, Jarrett. Okay. It was bizarre. So anyways, uh, Mighty Ducks, all-time classic. Uh, Mighty Ducks 2, we got the introduction of the knuckle puck. Uh, They get a little too big for their britches. They got to go back to basics. That's the oldest story there is. Got to go back to basics. And this is the big time. They're playing uh, Iceland in uh, the Pee Wee like, World Championship or something like that. Uh, so the stakes have never been higher. I, ha- I have seen these movies, but yeah. I was, what, 11? Uh, well, Mighty Ducks 1 came out in 92. Okay. 
Mighty Ducks 2 came out in 94, and D3 no, I don't think uh, I, came I, out in 96. I did not see D3. I think you should check it out. No. Uh, so D2 <laughs> is pretty good. It's uh, the uh, against the Icelandics, and I feel like they tried to give uh, the Russians a break with this one because they're like, no more Russians. Let's go with Iceland for the villains on this one. The Rushkies? Uh, the Rushkies. And then D3 is the oddball because like, they get put into a hockey academy, and then their rivals is like – they're the – the juniors and they're playing the seniors and i'm like i feel like d2 the stakes were way higher like how higher does it get when you're team usa and then you go into like a school and then you're doing that instead i don't know bizarre and emilio's not really in it uh, all his scenes he's he's not he's never like in a scene with one of the characters and i think he was like off set for that stuff but anyways uh like i said all the Mighty Duck movies are uh, they're pretty good. If you watch them when you're kids, uh, you'll have get some nostalgia out of them. And even the goofy stuff is kind of fun to watch too. So, I just want to put out there, I would uh, Rob Eagle, you're on this. I, I need to see a flow chart for the Kirk Douglas uh, Sheen family. The well, I believe those are called um, phylogenetic Fam- trees. Okay, Fam- we could call it family tree. Yeah, you, a family tree of something with branches to uh, yeah. depict this. And I would also like the James Brolin Chris, uh, Christian Bale as a branch somewhere else because I think I feel like they're kind of in here as well. Do you know the James Brolin Christian Bale thing? No. <laughs> Just Google young James Brolin and then there will be a side-by-side with Christian Bale. This, this, this feels like some Trudeau-Castro business that you're happening here. No, no, this, this is a... I, I sent you too many pictures. You can do this one on your own. I'm Okay. Anyway, Rob, you got your marching orders. 6.30 in the morning. Better be. No, he, he emailed me that... Or he sent me those pictures at 6 a.m. sharp. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. sharp. Oh, I, I saw only, something about 6.30 or something like that. No, it was My 6 a.m. sharp. Okay. The only the only problem now, though, Jared, is uh, I uh, because I don't have to I don't have to be at work as early, so I sleep until seven now. Oh, that's so yeah. like he's he's wasting a lot of time. No, I mean, they, I, or he's, he's like he's 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 not wasting his time. He's got more time than he thought. He could, yeah, he's he could, got more he time. Really than he needs. hone it. I see. Yeah, got an extra hour. Yeah. So uh, you want to hear about DS Nine, Bucko? <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna give you five episodes. Five. Well, I watched a bunch of Mighty Duck movies. Oh my which god! Which I also, I thought the Mighty Ducks movies were Christmas movies, but they are in fact not. No, they're Christmas just they're just because it's on a ice rink doesn't mean it's like winter. I thought it was a Christmas movie, but it's not. Isn't it? Is it? Is was it set in a cold climate or is it like Anaheim or did they, they didn't know that part? Minnesota. Yet. Minnesota. Minnesota. That's pretty, it's pretty cold there. Yeah, it's pretty cold. And we thought West Ed was in there at one point, but it was uh, Mall of America. Ah, yeah, so, well, which is like the other gigantic mall. It's kind of like West Ed. It's, it's so, yeah. Spe- speaking of industries that might go away one day, and people will be like, it's really sad that malls don't exist. It's like, well, is it? We'll be okay. We'll be fine. We'll be okay. There's actually, so there's like a some compilation on YouTube Um came across where it was just like footage of malls with mall wave because there's always something wave and mall. Uh, mall wave it's like the sort of music that you would hear in a mall and it's like an approximation it's like going for that that vibe rj and it was just a this vibe. it was just footage of like from camcorder dads that were just like golly we're going to film in the mall in 1994 i just got the camcorder 
It was so let's we let's go to a mall we haven't been to out of state and let's just film it. But now this is like archaeological gold because now people like find these these tapes and they find this footage that's on uploaded places wherever and they just set it to like mall core and uh see I, i'm not sure if it's mall wave mall core i don't know i'm not i'm not, I'm not uh, up to it i'm not up on my like terminology yeah um but the people in the comments holy fuck they're the saddest pieces of shit in the world yeah, <laughs> they're like life, life's never going to get better than this <laughs> like come on and then there's well, like stories that they're telling you're like oh fuck like here you are writing shit on youtube <laughs> like it's pouring out your guts oh <laughs> so fucking sad they say never gonna get better and then they pull up the footage of west ed and then they're gonna be like wait a minute is there dolphins in this mall and then nah, you go oh i don't are, 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 are those mall, are those still there are they still there no no not anymore but they used to be what did they do with them after they were done what do you think, man? Sold them off to the Japanese. They know what to do with a dolphin. Whoa! I was gonna say to the Hooters for chicken wings. The, okay. Well, no, you've seen the Cove, haven't you? Uh, no, I know, I know, I know all about the horrible industry that animals are used involved and involved in. Neat, I don't need to see neat. anything more about it. Yeah, that one's that's a fun ride. Yeah. You know what else is a fun ride? Deep Space Nine. DS Nine Season Four. Ep- episode One's and twos yeah so here's the thing imdb is wrong imdb has the first episode as episode one but it's a two-parter and it's not one long episode because there is a to be continued in the middle so it is actually two episodes they were maybe even aired on the same night i think is why it's claimed as that but imdb only has 20 it has 25 episodes for the season yeah it should be 26 was this the was there a season of just Deep Space Nine with no TNG, or is this the first season where I had to start doing the heavy lifting? I think this is the first season where TNG is gone. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, seasons one to three. Uh, it was in unison, and then uh, I think this is the first season TNG is gone. So, okay. But I just want to point out, for, because my episodes, I have 4.01, which is part one of the season opener, and then 4.02, which is part two of the season opener, which is going to be different than what IMDb claims. I just okay. want to make that clear with you. Okay. 401, Wharf. Three out of four stars. Okay. Uh, my only other subline is someone says everyone is fine, really weird. And I remember it's Cisco's girlfriend. She goes, everyone is fine. And I went, how the fuck is she talking like that? Maybe, maybe, she never... maybe it was uh, Netflix skipping on you. It could have been. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. She just says it like that. Okay. So this is the way of the warrior. Ed, do you want me to do part two as well? Sure, sure. Because I don't know how your notes are organized. My, my, but, mine are uh... just like, it's episode one and two, and it's just like the way of the warrior. Yeah. Okay. So you have it separated by episodes. Yeah. So you could hit number one if you have notes on it. Well, it's all in one clump. Oh, okay. But... Yeah, okay, so episode one, Wharf, three stars. Uh, and then episode two, um, Root Beer, Global Peace Metaphor, four out of four stars. Whoa. Subnotes, Cisco Fox with an X. And then subnote, why the fuck would Bashir be on the Defiant? Subnote, can there be fire in space? Question mark. 
if it's if, if, there, if there was fire within the ship and it's kind of escaping with, out of the ship yeah it would just escaping just, out yeah and then once it gets into the vacuum of space there shouldn't be it would so go the reason pretty I, rapidly yeah yeah the reason i say that is because there is a lot of explosions so way of the war part one klingons baby Klingons are coming to uh, the station and they're bringing them with them Worf. So uh, Cisco calls Worf. He's like, we got some bad Klingon shit going on here. We need some help from the Federation and a Klingon. So episode one is all set up. Episode two is just straight balls out action. Gowron in the Klingon uh, Empire versus DS9. There is a lot of action in this thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of action. Okay. So, yes, Way of the Warrior. This is a yes. Mm-hmm. My first note, RJ, Worf. New <laughs> new opening credits and yes. slight new theme. Bald Cisco. Yeah, yeah, Cisco's just bald all of a sudden. And uh, there is a new theme, which I also thought, I think the music is too fast now. They sped it up a little bit, which is a little weird. Yeah. Uh, Bashir O'Brien, I just read as a note. Uh, which mm-hmm. Maybe it was like the first part is that dynamic to some degree. Uh, yeah. the, the always full cup for the most pessimistic man in the quadrant. Uh, for which one? That's a, that's a quote, I think, from the show. The always full cup for the most <laughs> pessimistic man in the quadrant. That's pretty witty. Well, pretty witty. Um, a post-generation series. The Berman era truly begins. Yes, it does. Michael Dorn definitely brings a gravitas. Fuck yeah. Worf is so good. Uh, I write, haha, old skull man for training. Because I was like, fuck, that's a throwback to like uh, when Worf, like there was like the first, one yep. of the first times you saw him training, there was like a, I think the first episode or something It's like a that. skull man. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like a, it's a skull alien man. And you're like, man, mm-hmm. is this a species? <laughs> this is like skull dudes. Well, Alexander fights them in uh, the holodeck too. Yes. When he gets introduced into TNG. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, yep. And then my final note was, man, is Galron actor fucking terrible? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Galron is really weird. Like, so that dude was in other roles as Klingons and like other aliens in Star Trek too. But I never really, I find him a weird pick because he's like such a small dude, which I guess yeah. is maybe like the point that he. It's weird that he's the the guy who becomes the leader of the Klingons. But uh, that Galron guy is all like, he's all lips and teeth, just like very, very like, hammy, very hammy. Uh, but yeah, this episode is uh, part two, especially is awesome. Uh, just Klingons uh, attacking the station and shit like that. And then a bunch of them beam on board and are fighting. Uh, and the big takeaway is Worf. Oh, he like, I think he is a much needed uh, character on this show because then he and he's classic Worf. He's just no bullshit. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No bullshit. None. No bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. Uh, so I, I really like Worf on this Uh uh, I've seen the first five episodes now. He's not in them too much, except for the first one. But uh, I'm a big Worf guy, Jared. Big Worf, Worf boy. Worf boy. Okay. So 4.03. Yep. This dude has enormous fucking fingers. Two out of four stars. <laughs> and I found out later that that dude is Tony Todd. He's playing adult Jake. Uh, and then I also have some notes oh. about Nog in this one, but maybe I'll let you uh, get into it as well. So this episode, Tony Todd plays adult Jake, okay. and uh, he's a world-famous writer, and his fingers are fucking enormous. 
Uh, and uh, someone that like a fan comes and asks him, it's like, why did you stop writing? And he tells the story of how his dad dies. So it's a flashback episode. And I'm seeing that this is one of the highest rated episodes of uh, DS9. And I gave it two out of four stars. Yeah. Okay. So I got some notes here. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, episode three, The Visitor. This is a yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Jake Sisko as an old man, eh? Was glad it wasn't Avery Brooks in old man makeup as I feared. Or mm-hmm. young Jake in old man makeup. And then, fuck, that's Nog. Tony Todd in old man makeup? <laughs> and then I yes. wrote, so Nog abandons joining Starfleet? Nope. Nope. Worf's got the DS9 pajamas? Yes. Yeah. No replacement for Cisco from Starfleet? Yeah, so the the ship they're just they don't put a captain on it now. It's still just like a uh, Bashir, Dax, and uh, Kira, and they're like still on, on the, the ship on the station on the station. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm dying as we all are. I was just stating that. <laughs> That's a good line. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Jake grows up to be Tony Todd twenty years from now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no Dominion war without a Starfleet presence. Ah, Commander Nog. Mm-hmm. A black Bajoran? Uh, yeah, there's one of those, too. There's one of those? Yep. Hey, which, by the way, I never mentioned, but last season, there was uh, that black Vulcan, uh, who I believe is one of like one of the main cast uh, in Voyager. T- Tuvok. Tu- yeah, he, he's, introdu- he's introduced season three of DS9. Uh, yes. in, the, in the Mirror Universe. Ah, okay. I think I'm, well, I have a note here. I'm curious if all the darkness that follows could have been avoided had Jake manned the fuck up. Has he unknowingly yep. doomed thousands, or was it always necessary? And my other note here is pretty good for Trek. Yeah, yeah. This but you give it two out, two out of four. Two, two is not bad. Two, two just is pretty bad. No, two, two is like it's okay. Uh, it's not a bad app. Um, I just find like. <laughs> I just don't like Jake as a character. And like, so you do get some cool stuff with like the background and then like the future. One thing that I did think was really good about this episode was they cast Tony Todd to be adult Jake, but they cast, they leave Nog as the child actor and they old him up a little bit. So I thought that was super funny. So Nog is (laughs) It's like what you thought. It's like Jake with old makeup. They do that to Nog. And I was like, that's awesome. And then also Captain Nog, he ranks up. And then he is uh, like uh, piloting the Defiant. But then uh, Bashir and Dax are on there. And they they have the same ranks that they had 40 years before. Yeah. So I was like, that's weird. You got to have, have an excuse why they're still on the ship. Because if they all ranked up, they, they would probably have their own They would have left. Yeah, they yeah. have their own ship. We can't get them on the show. So you got to like, uh, yeah, they're just sort of unambitious. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But no, the episode's not bad. It's just uh, when I watched it, when it was done, I was like, eh. I was well, like, whatever, two out of four. Sad. But some people really liked it. Some people I'm, really I, liked it. I mean, my notes seemed positive. Yeah, it's not It's not that bad. The next episode's definitely a step down. Uh, four, <laughs> yeah, I see that. 4.04 4 O'Brien is a war criminal. Two out of four stars. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, let me just get to my notes here. Uh, this is an episode entitled Hippocratic Oath. Yes. I have yep. a, I say yes. One should watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, Miles is gay. Oh, 90s TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ket, Ketressel White. 
the Vorta control it. Breakaways from the Dominion. What a dick move, O'Brien. Do you know what his dick move was? I don't remember at all. So O'Brien and Bashir, because they really, really want people to think that they're best friends, uh, even though they have no chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they like get lost on or they get shot down on this planet with some Jem Hadar and their Jem Hadar who are trying to leave the control of the founders and the Dominion. Um, but right. like previous episode. Like in one of the addictions episodes, we found out that the Jim Hadar are they have this implant like with a tube and they have a constant supply of this drug right. that is made by them and they can't live without it. But on this shot down thing, there's one of them who can live without it. So they're like it's their hope that they can get break off the uh, um, enslavement by drugs, which I mean. Hey, is that real life? Uh, and then, uh, so they're Bashir, like, because he's, he's supposed to be heart of gold. Doctor is trying to help him. O'Brien hates everyone. And it's like <laughs> O'Brien, how he hates Cardassians in that episode of TNG, where he's like, I hate how you turned me into a, a hateful man. And it's like, did he just explain his racism as uh, it was their fault? He's, he's, he's one of those guys. Uh, and uh, so in this one, he hates the Jem Hadar as well. And uh, Bashir's trying to help him, and he has, like, this little machine where he's like, I'm working on it. And O'Brien comes, and he just blows it up. And he's like, I guess we have to leave now. And Bashir's like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he, he he was, like, trying to help him, and Bashir or, uh, O'Brien just comes and, like, blows it all up. He's like, look, you don't have any of your shit now. Let's get out of here. So, cool. Is that the end of your notes? Yeah, that's it for okay. me. Yep. Okay, so this next one I think is a this one's got some big stuff going on here. Gal Ducat wipes his ass. Three out of four stars. What? Gal Ducat wipes his ass. Three Whoa. out of four Sorry, stars. I thought I heard a four out of four. No. <laughs> I was like, Three what? out of four stars. Uh, and then air quotes, it's good that we abuse you. Mm-hmm. end quote so said by gal Decott. and then this episode has actual star trek masks in it which i found strange uh star like, trek re- masks or star wars masks sorry so like uh you know that mask that leia wears in return of the jedi yeah where she's pretending to be a bounty hunter those masks are in this episode okay it's so a little here, different here's but my here's my notes so i got episode five indiscretion yeah this is a yes Mm-hmm. Tholians again. Yeah. Kira and Gal Dukat, best friends forever. The Breen, who? Were they introed in TNG? I don't think so. Okay, well, you would, you would know because you're watching this through all the way through, yeah. but I'm like... I didn't remember them. Uh, I was kind of like, this is a kind of a The Searchers ending. Like the movie The yes, Searchers. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode, this episode I think was way better than... And the last couple ones, especially better than old Jake. So Kira and Gal Dukat, they're going to this colony where um, it's like there is a lost ship that uh, was a lost prison ship of um, Cardassians and Bajorans. So both planets have interest in it. They're like, we both want our people back. And they go and they find that there was like a colony there. Uh, some of the Cardassians are still controlling the Bajorans. And then what you find out uh, is that um, Gal Dukat uh, he he had a concubine uh, with one of the Bajoran's uh, slaves. So it's very complicated because uh, uh, 
Kira's just like, oh, you don't want anyone to know. And he's like, well, he's like, well, I don't care now. She's dead, clearly, because she's she's dead when they get there. But apparently she had a daughter. And Gal Dukat's like, we can't have a, Card- a mixed Cardassian Bajoran daughter. I'm here to kill her. Mm. So it's that kind of episode. I actually really liked it. And I just saw it. This is directed by uh, Jordy LaForge, LaVar Burton himself. Wow. Um, the Reading Rainbow. Yeah, the Reading Rainbow. Uh, I actually thought this episode was pretty good. Uh, and then there is a scene where, so Gal Dukat sits on like a thorn and he's like, oh no, it's in me. So she like pulls it out and then he's like, oh, it hurts. So he's on hands and knees and she's like, here, use this. Like, uh, can't remember what she calls it. It's like a reflesher. It's like, it'll like ref it'll put flesh where your wound is. So he's just like rubbing it up and down his butt crack. <laughs> and he's like, it's not working. <laughs> and I was like. Huh. This is this is this is some real uh, Baylog material. It is, it is. But I mean, the the whole premise that he is there to kill a little girl, I think, is a uh, vintage DS Nine. So yeah. this is a good episode. I think it's it's rating is lower than I think it should be, which is always the case with these IMDb things. But yeah. Oh well. It's like, it sounds like Star Trek fans are wrong. I think for the most time they are. I'm the only real Star Trek fan here, Jared. Whoa, 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 whoa. Other than you, of course. But no, 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 no. Now you're talking about real again. I thought oh. I thought we got that solved. I'm the only simulated uh, expert on yeah. this thing. Yeah, your ideas are not even real. Yeah, nothing is real anymore. But no. so just five episodes. But uh, th- those are some those well, are some chonky episodes, though. You you got some. Uh... You got some disappointment ahead of you, buddy. For the next couple? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be gonna be level with you here. Well, I don't look ahead, so I'll get there when I get there. The, but uh... the next episode in particular, oh boy. All right, all right. I'm not gonna look, but yeah, uh... no, no. That's I, it. Was it was a big deal when it aired back in the oh. day, and it was like, oh. <laughs> Did it have um? It's for the. It, all I'm gonna say it's for the Mitches of the world, and you don't know who Mitch is, but just people named Mitch. Is that what yeah, you mean? Correct. Oh yeah, I think I can piece that together. You notice how we don't have any Mitches who listen to our show that we know of? I I do notice that. Yeah, that's very yeah. intentional. Yeah, I mean you're probably you can't help but notice that. So yeah. th- that's that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's super intentional. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Huh? So that's it, huh? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we've what we've we've already been going on for two hours, maybe. Any, any news, RJ? You hear about HBO Max? I did. Did you hear about Spider Man? Yeah, <laughs> crazy, wild. I think that's all that exists in the news world. Movies don't, theaters don't exist. Nothing is real, and uh, I'm fine with that. You know what is real? What laser discs? They that... were or once. Oh, they're real. They, they 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 fill up landfills and like weird stores that think they're collectible online. Wait, wait, wait! Is Laserdisc the Funko Pop of the entertainment world? No, I think Funko Pops are the Funko Pop of do the you think, entertainment world. Do you think we will ever get a Funko Pop? Oh, don't even know. <laughs> don't say that. Don't See, no. When when Rob Fuck. Eagle sends me a picture of you as a Funko Pop, uh, I really can't it, cancel order. 
Well, I just, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm connecting the dots yeah. that other people aren't brave enough to connect. What was it about uh, Worf? Uh, Worf's awesome. Yeah, but no, you said something. I think. But Worf, like no, fu- a... no, no fucks. Did I say no fucks? I can't remember what you said. You said something about Worf, though. Like it was I like, said Worf's a no bullshit guy. No bullshit. That's it. No bullshit. No bullshit. He's, to the fucking point. He says, what do you need to have done? Let's fucking do it. And goes, I'm Worf. Mm, mm. Alexander's not there yet, though, and I'm pretty bummed out because because uh, <laughs> no, no. Nog, he's going to leave to Starfleet soon. So yeah. when Nog is, I want, I want to see Alexander and Nog together. Together. Forever. Together. Amen. But I'm afraid it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't, maybe they'll save it for a season finale. Can't, I can't say for sure. A Worf, Nog, and Jake episode that well, nobody would ask for. Sadly, we have a sad bit of news to get to, though. We have mm. to stop talking about Star Trek and talk about Scaramouche. Nobody talk wants that. What? No one wants that. What's a Scaramouche? I don't know. It's a movie, apparently. Mm. From 1952. Okay. But more about that after the break, um, when we plot a revenge to, like, I don't know, kill a guy for killing guys. What? What movie did you watch? We're going to be clown people. Oh, like jesters? Yeah. Like drama nerds? Like drama nerds on a stage of spectacle with Elena and her men. Just like that. After the break. No escape from reality. Open your eyes. Look up to the skies and see. Scaramouche, my lord. But surely you will not run away from Andre Moreau. Scaramouche, you have given your last performance. The hot-blooded adventures of masterful men, the bold intrigues of seductive women, the pageantry of a great novel, 
a fabulous swashbuckling era comes to life with one of the most exciting casts in all screen history. Stuart Granger as Scaramouche, bold lover, gallant swordsman, the toast of Paris. Eleanor Parker as Lenore, glamorous queen of the nightlife of Paris. A flame-haired wildcat, tamed only by Scaramouche. Janet Lee as Aline, loveliest prize of French womanhood. Risking her reputation to keep a rendezvous with Scaramouche. Mel Ferrer as the Marquis de Maine. Heroic nobleman, the greatest swordsman in all France, worthy rival to Scaramouche. Henry Wilcoxon as Chabrolet, daring captain of the Royal Cavalry, aggressive enemy of Scaramouche. Nina Foch as Marie Antoinette, impulsive queen of France, frivolity, and feminine wiles, spurned by Scaramouche. I don't believe you. I fall in love constantly, indiscriminately. The effect is the same as if I never fell in love at all. I don't know what you said to the others, Andre. I only know that when you spoke to me, you loved me. You like him? Very much. He gave me hope and courage once when I needed it very badly. My dear child. I am not a child, nor am I a chattel. I am a woman who wants to be loved for her own sake or not at all. There is only one woman. And she is here in this room at this moment. You're such a liar. At times. A liar, a cheat, and a fraud. Also an imposter. I ought to be burned at the stake for loving you. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're taking a break for an episode. It's episode 225. It's like a quarter. It's like a 25th anniversary of being in the 200s or something. What are you talking about? Laserdisc, RJ. That's what, oh. we, that's what we do. We watch a Laserdisc instead of a regular creep. And we're talking about what's next in our catalog, March. It's like, what, Spine 32, right after Night of the Opera? Scaramouche? I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't even know the words you're saying right now. What does Scaramouche mean? Scaramouche? It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a guy. 1952. Directed by George Sidney. The tagline for this film, RJ. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is a, quite the claim here. The company that made Quo Vadis brings the world another spectacular romantic triumph... Jared, what is Covitis? Quovitis? Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, it's a movie title. Look it up. It's, it's um, hey, some Latin. I'm not going to do that, but you know what I did look up? Quo pro quo? Quo pro? Quid, quid quo? pro quo? Quid quo quo? 
Here's some quid for for, for Valor for Vadis. What's Vadis? Vadis? No. Valis? So I looked up Scaramouche or Scaramouche. I've got that. I got you covered there, buddy. From Italian, Scaramuccia. Yeah. yeah. Little skirmisher. You know about the mooch? The mooch? I know a mooch. I don't know if it's the same mooch as you. The mooch. Uh, the synopsis for, oh, yeah. for Scaramouche. Uh-huh. In 18th century, 18th century France, a young man masquerades as an actor to avenge his friend's murder. That's uh, yeah. That's that's it. It's to the point. That's yeah. a real wolf description. No Very, bullshit, Jared. No bullshit here. No in the, bullshit in the wolf's den. Wolf's den. Wolf den. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is a movie that I don't know if there's been a lot of clamor, a lot of excitement <laughs> for Scaramouche. Um, well, you don't know though. I'd say that it's like the the laser discs that we've seen. This mm-hmm. is one that's kind of like, oh, what are you? Uh, I kind of agree because some of the other ones, it's like, I even though I hadn't seen Swing Time or Night at the Opera or Magnificent Ambersons, I was like, I know what those are. When you said Scaramouche, I was like, I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, this is like kind of uh, this is the the B timeline. Oh, okay. This is the uh, the side B, the uh, the little EP that gets released after the CD comes out. They're like, there's also Scaramouche. There's yeah, that... if, anyone, if anyone wants. Yeah. So uh, let me let me open up this special like B sides release. Uh, I've got some some liner notes, a little bit of uh, info about what is Scaramouche. So I don't know. It is based RJ on a historical mm-hmm. novel by Raphael Sabatini, published in 1921. And oh, yeah. has been previously adapted in 1923 uh, with the movie called Scaramouche, uh, oh, yeah. which has been described as an, quote, elaborate and unwieldy production, unquote. Uh, Scaramouche was directed okay. by George Sidney, of which this is the only one of his movies I've ever seen. Uh, and the rest of his filmography, all our movies that sound f- kind of familiar to some degree, I don't know anything about much of them. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard of Bye Bye Birdie because it I think shows up in an episode of Mad Men one time. Um, yeah, and that's like, I feel like people use that as a colloquialism, even though it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Do you so, know what I mean? No. He's, okay, good. But he, he makes these Technicolor movies, very lavish productions. Yeah. Uh, and some of his other works include like The, the Three Musketeers from like 49 and Annie Get Your Gun. I've heard of that, but what See, does it mean? Exactly. You've heard of it, but you're like, what is that? And these things exist. There's like also like oh, Pal Joey or something like that. These are the movies that like I Pal Joey? Look it up. Uh, I think it's something like that. That sounds so made up. <laughs> so made up. But okay. I, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm just gonna take your word for well, it. Oh look at that. Pal Joey. Pal Joey starring Rita Hayworth, Frank Sinatra, Kim Novak. It's a musical. It's Rogers and Hart, man. You don't I don't think me. Rita Noworth is a real person. Rita Noworth. That's what you said, right? <laughs> is that like Paul Cassavetes? Screenplay by yeah. Ronald Miller and George Froschel. Frequent collaborators. Um, okay. The only movies I've seen of theirs um, was uh, George Froschel worked on the screenplay for the movie Mrs. Miniver 
which I am a fan of. This what movie's movie? Mrs. Miniver, an Academy Award Best Picture winner. Okay. This movie stars Stuart Granger. Yeah. Are, are you de- are you detecting a theme here? Uh, of just who? <laughs> like who? So we we have you I mean, I think you've definitely seen a movie of Stuart Granger because you've seen Roger Corman's Secret Invasion. Oh, I didn't yeah. He's in there somewhere. Yes, you know, <laughs> look, you gotta look closely. Um, uh, I'm not familiar with him really either, except for like he. So he was in Corman's Secret Invasion. He's in the mercenary movie, The Wild Geese. And uh, way, way back for this very podcast, I watched. I think it was like the Captain the Great movie that I watched when we saw Scarlet Empress. Okay, that was like on YouTube. I and think he's in that also. Yeah, he, 1934. He was in that. Uh, he is. He left. He's left no. He doesn't leave an impression. Okay, so I since it got brought up, I'm gonna say. I thought that that guy actually had some presence in uh, some of his uh, acting, John Lovett style. Uh, I thought he was not too bad. Uh, But the whole time I was trying to think, I was like, this guy looks like a mix between Bruce Campbell and like John Oliver, kind of. But it's like, but it's someone else too. And I couldn't place it. So that's all I could think of the whole movie. John Oliver. John Oliver and Bruce Campbell. It's a mix huh. between those guys, but I, I didn't think he was bad. I was like, this guy, I can see why he was cast as a lead. He just seems like, I guess, maybe he just never took off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. We have Eleanor Parker as, was it Eleanor? The redhead? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> the redhead. Uh, yeah. We get like a kind of brief appearance by Nina Falk as Marie mm-hmm. Antoinette. Sure. Uh, Janet Lee. We all know Janet Lee. Who? Uh, you know her daughter, Jamie Lee Curtis. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't realize that. Is the Lee and Curtis, is that two last names? Should that be hyphenated? <laughs> no. Like Jamie no. hyphen it's Lee? Different. It's all okay. different. I'm but, confused, but all right. Yeah. I'm always confused. Well, Yes. This is this is true, so I'd say uh-huh. that. She, so Janet Lee, it's like, yeah, we know Janet Lee. She's the she's kind right. of the she's like the other object of desire for old. Uh, what's this guy's name in this thing? Count John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah. Oh, oh the the other guy, the bad guy. No, no, no. That's Mel Ferrer. Oh, and okay. Mel, Mel Ferrer, who let me just say, he has the distinguished accolade, if there ever one or were one. Of being in two movies called Eaten Alive. <laughs> wow. Is he in... Uh... One called Eaten Alive and one called Eaten Alive. Is that the um, Toby Hooper one? Yep. Yeah, that's one of them. Huh. The other and one's that... like a cannibal movie. He, he's okay. he's kind of like uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio character in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he goes to like Italy and just like he makes a living being a guy. Hmm. I gotcha. uh, but did you also know, amongst other things, he was married to Audrey Hepburn? When? When uh, she was alive or when she was passed? Uh, still still living. Audrey Hepburn is alive? Well, she was alive, but she's not any longer. Oh, okay. I was going to say, wait a minute. Were, they were in the Are past we going to have to add her to uh, the Kirk Douglas phylogenetic tree at no, some point? No, or? She, so she's been, she's been gone for a while. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, as long as I know who's dead and alive, mm-hmm. I can still get by in this world. Uh, this movie was composed by someone and was also photographed by someone. I feel like anyone listening to this podcast in the last five to ten minutes is going to say, I don't even want to listen to this movie anymore. Whether it's good or bad, I don't give a shit. I don't know who any of these people are, and uh, <laughs> maybe they're tired of it. So this movie is about, uh, well, it opens up with you know, pomp and circumstance. Not the music itself, but a lot of like swelling about Scaramouche and like Scaramouche. Title, title cards. And then we're introduced to this Duke Lamond or something. And he's just he's just killing guys. So, Jared, my first con- uh, my first note, I don't make notes anymore, I, as we've said. But you, I actually you free wrote down ball a it. note. I put, wait, did he kill that guy? No. Because <laughs> I was really thrown off. Because, like, you see people fencing all the time, but it's mm-hmm. usually playful. Mm-hmm. But then he, like, he hits him. And I was like, oh, yeah, he got him. And then he pulls his sword out. And then the guy just... Fell over dead, and I was like, "Whoa!" Well, he's he he's, kill he's that keeping. I mean, he might have survived. Like he was just keeping his insides inside. Yeah. He's plugging but he the hole. He actually stabbed that dude. Oh though. yeah, he pierced him good. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. So I that was my first thought. I was like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, I, had, I, 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 I did have to rewind it because I was like, "Wait, yeah. a, wait, wait, what, what just happened here? This guy's dead." Uh-huh. And now he goes. He's like, "Oh, that's fine." And he goes off to fence the next guy. You're like, "Oh, does he hate that guy too?" Well, that's what I thought. I was like, is he going to kill that fucking guy also? No. Because if I was if I was the guy in line waiting and I just saw him kill another guy, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm out of here. No. And that's just me. And then uh, then some, some dudes on horses arrive to beckon him because, you know, Marie Antoinette wants to see him. Mm-hmm. And, and the Marie Antoinette? Kristen the, the, Dunst? The one and only Kristen Dunst. Okay. Cool. Here, here cool. in 1952, looking, looking good, yeah. Di- different, completely different, but good. Well, well, I mean, it's up for interpretation, right? What she actually looked like, right? It may, maybe it was she was played by two different actresses, as it turns out. Could have been. It could have been Kirsten Dunst and Kira Knightley. Would you have been able to Michelle, tell the oh, difference? Actually, I think it was Michelle Williams. Could have been Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams. Could you have been able to tell the difference? I don't know what we have to turn to YouTube on that one. So uh, the Queen's upset because there's pamphlets going around uh, signed by a pseudonym of Marcus Brutus. Yeah, that's a person that's that exists. That's certainly a name. And uh, she's like, I want you to find out about this guy, this 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 individual, this person. They, uh, they're not saying nice things about me. I don't like it. And he's like, yes. <laughs> I'll do that. I will. Yes. I will definitely take care of this for you. Um, mm-hmm. My next note here, RJ, is this is going to be a rough one, isn't it? Interesting. Continue. And then I wrote flashbacks to that stage and spectacle, Alina and her men. Mm. Are you talking about drama nerds, Jarrett? And then I also write, oh, and Mel Ferrer is in both of these movies. Alina He's and in her that men. fucking movie too. Yeah, you wouldn't notice because it's Alina and her men. Well, I watched that thing. I just didn't think it was any good. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Um, my, my my other real big note here is uh, uh, Mel Gibson, a la the Patriot look. Uh yeah, the lead. Uh, yeah. What did you say his name was? John Oliver. He does look old. St- Stuart Granger. 
He's colonial American yeah. through and through. I mean, that is the uh, the look of the time. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, hey, historically accurate. We that's that's one tick for the pro column. <laughs> one. It's one tick. Uh, when a guy died, that's another. Well, I mean, I mean that, that that was noteworthy. Yeah, it was noteworthy for sure. It's pissing me off what this the character's name is and. Uh, Which guy? Stuart Granger's character. Okay, well, you keep talking. I'll oh, find it. Yeah, I'm no, I'm, I'm looking. Everything's just going very slowly. Ah, Andre Moreau. Yeah, I know all about that guy. You know about that guy? Uh, the Marquis de Maine, as opposed to whatever I had. De, de Mont, Le Monde. Le Monde. Le Monde's so, configuration? That, I mean, just so you folks know, this is going to be the last word on Scaramouche. We're 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 gonna get moosh heads coming down on us hard, buddy. Are they are they at I, all like I, I guys? I, they might be worse. Wow. They okay. might they might be worse because these might be the real Sabatini fans. Um. Yeah. Well, fuck them. I'll take them on. So anyway, um, <laughs> Andre finds out that his buddy, his own close personal friend, he's this Marcus Brutus dude. And they're talking about a uh, revolution. There's going to be a French mm-hmm. revolution because it's France. You know, you mm-hmm. know about that, Marie Antoinette. She tells us how, how about lettuce eating cake and shit, and that's not going to stand. Hey, uh, in Mighty Ducks, they talk about cake eaters, and Andrea said, "What's a cake eater?" And I said, "Well, let me tell you." <laughs> <laughs> and I just made that sound for a while. She never picked yeah. up on the yeah. anything else. So we're kind of met like so. Andre, he's uh. He's taken care of, but money's depleting. He's mm-hmm. he's a a cynic, and by the end of the movie, okay. he'll be an idealist. In what sense? Exactly. Okay. So, uh, his friend gets killed by the duke. And he tries to do something about it, but he has no sword skills because that's what you do. That's like essentially it's legalized killing this whole dueling system, which I think is better captured in the Ridley Scott movie, The Duelists or check out Barry Lyndon. Uh, Mm -hmm. You've you've got choices. You don't have to you don't have to watch this movie. Um, And I don't know. He meets Janet Leigh on the road. Her her state her coach breaks down, and he's like macking on her. But then he finds out that oh, we might be half siblings. Which by the end turns out maybe not. (laughs) And then and then they're not. And then they can bang safely because that's a um what sorry they, they, they can bang. I don't remember that being a part of the plot. It's, it's here. like it's like a pecan sandy. It's got a double meaning. <clears throat> okay. No, you understand? You're following me here. Uh, I mean, I'm on board as much as I can be. Okay. Um. And then uh, the, the movie just follows the trajectory that you'd expect from a nondescript 1950s action picture, of which it seems like there's a particular style that this I think encapsulates very well. Where it's kind of, again. They kind of blur. They have these titles, and if you look it up, which I will, RJ, um, I can look it up. Tell me what it'll, you be, it'll, it'll be like it'll be like a title of a place with an exclamation mark behind it, uh, and then you'll be like, "Oh, I should check that one out." Like Detroit, uh, exclamation point. or something like "Duel in the Jungle." Let's find one of the one word or title, or, or hell, how about "Cargo to Cape Town." 
I, I, I mean, I've never seen it. Is it good? Triple E. Atoll K. Anne of the Indies. The Adventure. China Corsair. Dakota 308. Quebec. You know about, you know about Quebec? So, uh, how about Sirocco? Is Smuggler's Sirocco? Gold. Smuggler's Island. I'm just grabbing I know, titles. Just I know about Curly's Gold. The Brigand. Art Curly's Gold down there? Buona Devil. Who? <laughs> Stars Nigel Bruce. Who? You know about Who? The, you know about these movies? Nigel the Bruce. Ma- I know Robert how, how, the Bruce. How, how about Macau? Macau. How about the prisoner the the prisoner of Zenda? Who? Big adventure. Big adventure. Jared, what are we talking about? We're talking about feelings, <laughs> impressions. Okay. So anyway, this is uh, a story of revenge, kind of. But yeah. it's all about this guy who's kind of now on the run from the Duke because he tried to kill him. He doesn't like this guy. And he's linked to another, like a failed revolutionary type. He goes and hides out in the the circus, the, the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where he becomes Scaramouche. Scaramouche. Which is from the Comedia dell'Arte. Do you think he comes to it naturally, or do you think it's going to take some work to uh, to fit into the theater? So he's a natural. Oh, it turns out so. Like, not only handsome, he's like has a little. He's got some like lessening money, and like women love him. But he's just mm-hmm. like acting so easy to me. I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it turns out revolution's easy too. Like you just like you stick it to the. To the rich, kind of, but no, you don't actually in this movie. It kind of just like says, ah, yeah, don't worry about those. Don't worry about political ramifications of unfair systems. Mm. Don't don't think about those things. Think about the the swashbuckle and sword fights because we had a little, we had another attempted sword fight later on. But he's still not as good. He's still not as mm-hmm. good as the, the old dukester. And then there's some subterfuge and like he's putting on the mask because they think he's this like horribly deformed man. Like, Same. What's with that? Like, like that's like some Star Trek makeup, right? The Scaramouche, the yeah. actual guy who's yeah. all messed up. Yeah. Well, I think what it is, Jared. You ever heard about the 1812 Irish potato famine? I, uh, I'm aware of its. You work. ever heard about pox? Um. Yeah. That's, you ever that's, heard? It's, a, it's a, not a bad magic card. Pox. Pox. Three black. Yeah, no one, uh, no one listening to this plays magic. I guarantee it. They might have played magic when Pox was a thing. They might have. You ever heard of art? I, I know it's not real. That's that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, I don't know what that de- guy's deal is. He just has a messed up face, and they're like, "Oh, that's old weird face." Put a mask you on know? him. Put a mask on him. He's got that squishy, squishy lip. Yeah. Like, right. And a weird brow going on. You go, okay. So, yeah, uh, he's training to get better. And yeah, it, and he's it trying. Seems, seems pretty straightforward. And then uh, then we get a big sword fight at the end that's, like, pretty good. Like, it's a pretty yeah. well-laid-out piece of choreography. Um, mm-hmm. it, it really feels like Mel Ferrer's really going for it and just, like, really trying to kill him, which is actually mm-hmm. nice. It's not just, like, artfully, aha, pincing with and stabbing at you very nicely and politely. He's like, no, he's hacking away. He's really trying to get him in. Like, so it's 
well-paced in that sense. I mean, it's no Polanski's Macbeth, which is like the ultimate sword fight, in my opinion, which is slow and brutal. But this is fencing, so it's going to be a lot faster paced. But you know what, RJ, at the end of the day, um, I don't know. The the guy gets the girl, and then you feel real bad for the redhead. But she winds up, she's already found a new dude, and that new dude's Napoleon. And he looks at the camera and goes, dun, 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 dun. And then Does he wink? The And scene. <laughs> he doesn't wink, though? Uh, he kind of goes, hmm, hmm. Hmm. He, he has he a said, sn- he goes a, like kind of a little snoot out of his nose and uh, he says I like my ice cream that's chocolate no, that's, vanilla that, and that, strawberry there that, there you go you almost saved it you almost saved Boing. it there you go my ice cream chocolate vanilla so uh, <laughs> Bobby Dubois laser disc yeah what about the laser Cri- disc Jared? yeah Criterion laser disc I don't know. This obviously is someone really liked this movie over there back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh, it has yet to be re-released under the Criterion Collection proper, which is why we're here today. How does when that make? Do how does that make? How does that make you feel? I feel like it can't come soon enough. I feel like Scaramouche should have been Spine One Thousand. Fuck that Godzilla shit. <sighs> Scaramouche, more like Scara Snooze. Whoa. I thought you were going to change the M to a D in classic Jarrett style. <laughs> classic Jarrett style. That's, That'd be a sick that's review. So, that's so crass. Yeah, but if anyone, if if there's a letterbox review called Scaradouche, you just Focus know up. I said it first. No. You better credit me. No. Number one criterion podcast, Global Phenom. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh... So Laserdisc, do you think there are some special features on this? Jared? Oh, who cares? <laughs> okay. Do so, you want me to tell you, do, do, do you want do, me to well, talk about Scaramouche? Sure, you could. I mean, do you want do, we, do you want me to tell you about Scaramouche, the the stock clown character of the 16th century? Fuck, I couldn't think of anything I'd want to hear about less. Uh, Scaramouche, well, Scaramouche literally means little skirmisher. Mhm. The role combined characteristics of the Zani servant and the Capitano, the masked henchman, with some assorted Capitano. It's just like Tony Soprano here. Cap- uh, El Capo? Yeah, exactly. With some oh. assortment of villainous traits, usually attired in black Spanish dress and burlesquing a dawn, he was often beaten by a Harlequin for his boasting and cowardice. Uh, and then he kind of becomes a character in the Punch and Judy puppet shows, which I know you're a big fan of. Wait a minute. He was beaten up by the Harley Quinn. I know Punch and Judy. Neil Gaiman did some Punch and Judy shit mm-hmm. because, of course, he did. Of course, he um, did. <laughs> of course, he did. So are you telling me that Scaramouche is the Joker? Um, Is he the original Joker? Should I? Should my review of this be a Giphy clip of Jared Leto's Joker? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna do it right now. While I, you're talking. I, I feel that's not accurate, but maybe you could say the dynamic between Scaramouche and uh, Redhead. It's like Joker and Harley. Criminal, well, that's what I'm saying. Criminal sanity. Man, and when you look up come, Joker, come, there's come, not come, a lot of Jared Leto gifts. Coming come to Black Label. Black Vertigo Black Label. Well, Vertigo doesn't exist anymore, RJ. It's just black label. It's just black label. DC black label. 
Do they have any Scaramouches on it? Not yet. Frig. All right. Frig. <laughs> Tell me more about Scaramouche. Nothing. The, uh, the uh, thing. Yeah, this left nothing on me, man. I got nothing. That's good. So, like but, that. but I'm I am more than welcome to talk about it with you and RJ and see how you felt about this movie. All right, Jared, I'm gonna blow your fucking mind. This is the best movie we've ever watched. That's no, I'm just kidding. Inaccurate. But uh, I actually, I think, uh, I think you are way more leaning towards big shit pile than I am. I actually, what do you call think a Scaramouche shit pile? It's just like, ugh. Like I, I don't know. Here, here's my thing. Yeah. I actually thought Scaramouche had some very good things, and then I, I thought it had some things that I was like, I really don't want this. So <laughs> I think the problem. I actually, I think the sword fighting, the fencing, I think is actually really well done. Sure. Uh, my biggest thing for it is, I think the use of space is really good. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like, I don't mean the start of the theater fight where they're like jumping around uh, each of the balconies. That's cool too. But one scene I actually really liked is when they're walking down the stairs and it's the huge atrium, and they just show the whole thing, and it's just these two dudes working their way through it. I, I just. I actually thought that scene was really cool. I was like, there's just this huge fucking space. So you're talking about the end of the movie. They're just moving through. Yeah, the, at the end of the movie. The, 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 only, the one thing that people actually talk about with this movie is the sword fight. Is the sword fighting, okay. yeah. So that's good. So like, yeah, and I, I just thought the use of space and uh, the use of props, I think, is good too. One one prop I thought was really well used was when he tries to stab through the uh, one of the balcony, like uh, walls oh, in between oh. balconies, and he tries to stab him through, and he actually blocks it because it would have hit him like through the wall and i was like i think that's actually a really neat little like detail that they well, well i like when this. they i like when they go uh behind the set on the stage and that's he, that's and he, also cool and, and he carves through the wall yeah and he carves yeah. through the wall that's also good so i yeah that last sword fight is super good but uh i i really like the 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 way oh. the space is used so i did have a thought when i was watching that just like to interrupt a bit but yeah, yeah. uh I was like, I had like the thought at the time, but I didn't write it down. But I was like, man, is there anything more satisfying than like, like in anything where it's like you, you, you have a guy who's going to kill a rich asshole? Yeah. And then fuck you, it doesn't happen because, uh, then, because taking I, I, the high I, road. High road. Fuck off. Because I'm like, come on, come on. You got to like have the guy pull a gun and then you turn around and you finish the job. And then, yeah. or like the old man finishes the job and he gets like nods knowingly, like, I know you couldn't do it, kid, but now you got a clear conscience. And then you beat him into his own game and he walks off and it's like, yeah, I want, I want that comfort of, uh, of just cliches. <laughs> no. You know what would have been amazing is if, uh, if he did pull out that gun, the Duke, and then a shot rang out and everyone looks around and it's up from the balcony and it's Steve Buscemi from uh, Billy Madison. And he just kind of gives him the nod, like well, he does in Billy Billy Madison, and then he keeps walking. I forgot. I got forgot Steve Buscemi was in this. Uh, well, he's one of the characters. Well, he's, he's one. one the he's one of the characters. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I know what you mean. Uh, but yeah, I think that last, like, I mean, obviously the last sword fight is really good, but I just like the layout of how it, uh, like, how they use the environment around them, and then kind of like what you said, I do think the scaffolding, Jarrett, of the uh, the pacing of the sword fights, where the first one he's playing with him a lot, like he thinks it's funny. The second one, it's still like that, and he's like, "Oh, you actually can do stuff now, but uh, you're still not that good." So, like the build up of it, I actually think is uh, like pretty good. I was like, I like that. Uh, so the, all the sword play stuff is really good, and then 
the opening when he's actually killing people that really threw me off with this movie mm-hmm. because I was just like, like, so we already talked about like, I was like, well, fuck what is going on here? But then I was like, at least it kind of sets the stakes for it. It's like, no, they'll actually kill each other if they want to. Kind. Well, like they, they like, At, they, they, they like they tummy, can. they tummy tap you and then you go, Oh, and then you just turn over. Yeah. There's no like, well, gr- in one no, of the like, there's no like neck wound where it's just like going. Yeah. I think there is a little bit of a blood splurt in this though. There is on a, there's a blood splurt. And then, uh, in the second sword fight, he does play with them where he's, he's cutting up his arms. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's shirt. Yeah, they they do Which that on TV. Vintage yeah, stuff. But yeah, there is a blood spurt uh, in this. So I actually thought like the, I was like, I just wasn't expecting that they were just full on killing dudes and blood was gonna be spilling out. Mm. And I was like, that's cool, that's cool. So I think all the sword fighting stuff is really good. Uh, but then there's the there's the fucking the, the theater, theater aspect, and it's like it's death. such a bummer. It's such death in this. It's, like, uh, so. Uh, like a bit, but but I feel like okay. So if we were to say pop on Black Swan now, sure. like the the feel of it would be so different, right? Because yeah. it's shot different. The I would argue that the visual sophistication yeah. uh, and the contemporaneous helps it and aids it. Fine artisan film craft, exactly. RJ, exactly. Uh-huh. Pretty good show stuff, and uh-huh. uh, it's all part of the the mixture, you know. Slow roasted, mm-hmm. you know. Sure, I could slow roast it. Right. I know so I know what you mean. I think it's it's dated. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it doesn't help. It it, it really and it always look these movies always look the goddamn same. And I the the nineteen forties, fifties the theater look That's what I mean, dated. Magic yeah. flute, Henry V, those Renoir movies. God damn it. I I yep. I, I really um I'm not a fan. Yeah. No, I know. And I, uh, I, I am on your side for that one. Like, I think it really brings it down to a fucking crawl. Uh, and like, I do think just like the old theater stuff, that's what I mean by dated where it's like, they're playing up all these jokes with like the practical jokers. And that's where like cue your 80 year old man is like, this is real comedy. You kids don't know what jokes are with your talk ticks. Yeah. And is and then uh, like a edgy teen with like a fade turns around. It's like you ever seen Tim and Eric's dump pants, D pants? Mm-hmm. That's the pinnacle of comedy. Oh, man. that's old. That's old. that's that's grandpa humor now too. Well, that is too. So I guess I'll be that grandpa in another eighty years, telling other kids why they're bad. You're, you're uh, you already are there, my friend. I know, but that's what it is. Like you ever listen to you ever, you ever listen to Weird Al tapes? Uh, I've heard a Weird Al. Yeah. I've heard a Weird Al. Yeah. Uh, but it. So like there's there's all the there's all the actual Scaramouche stuff which I feel like they brought in but I feel like this movie would have been better if there was no Scaramouche if there was no theater and it's kind of like what you said the Duelists that's just a better that's just a better version of this like there's no theater it's just sword fighting the whole time and like I don't know yeah it's got Harvey Keitel being ang- right angry and psychotic. Uh huh. Like, that's that like movie, that movie's, movie's terrific. So like it's like yeah. If you're gonna spend your two hours, go go check out Duelists again. Just watch that again. Goddamn, watch watch watch, watch fucking Barry Lyndon again. I've only seen Barry yeah. Lyndon once in my life. It was incredible, and I haven't watched it again. But I fucking seen Scaramouche once too many. <laughs> like, Barry Lyndon, it's, it's got the best pi- spine punch I've ever seen. I, I will never forget that thing. It is so good. It is so good. The uh, the, the the poster for Scaramouche is quite nice on Letterboxd. 
look how well, yeah, realistic. Old posters are always nice. Well, sometimes some of them are very yellow, and it kind of uh, bothers me how yellow yeah. they are. But now everything's blue and yellow. Well, the Scaramouche poster looks great next to Magnificent Ambersons in my uh, Criterion Laserdisc mm, ranked list. Right. Yeah, because I mean, those—they're both movies about rich people, right? Correct. Does Magnificent Ambersons have sword fights in it, though? Uh, don't think so. Hard to say, my man. So I don't know. It's a tough call. Which one is better? Let the fans decide, I guess. But so, anyways, I don't. I think I don't think I'm as harsh on this as you are. I do really like the sword fighting, but uh, all the theater stuff is like. It, it really brings you down in this movie and you're like, fuck, I don't care about Scaramouche and the theater. Stop making, stop making movies about movies and theater enough. We get it. It's real hard making movies. It's hard being an actor in the theater. I get oh, it. But, but it's not. I See? don't care. Look, look, but this guy just walked into the role and he was like, I'm a natural born actor. Yeah. Well, actually that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm so but good. a lot I'm of theater so... movies are like that. I'm so good at this. Remember how Swing Time was like, it's so hard dressing up in these costumes. Hey, remember that? You know that you know that adventure movie from the 1950s in Technicolor called Mogambo? Mogambo? I've never heard of Mogambo. What is it? I don't know. It's a movie. How about The Pagans? That's Italian. That's that's not American adventure. No, I'm not films. into that Italian stuff. How about Sadco or Sangaree? I haven't heard of that one either. Yeah, see, this is uh it's it's interesting what will happen, say sixty years from now when all these movies that we think are important on Letterboxd, no one will ever think of them ever again. Uh I mean I already don't think any of these things are important, so how about Attila? The Hun? Yeah, one and the same. Sophia Loren. I know about Huns. But what about the Count of Monte Cristo sandwiches? Uh, so I do like Monte Cristos. Uh, I introduced that to uh, some other people that don't live in Canada. I won't mention them right now, but uh, um, I like Monte Cristos. And I did think of uh, Monte Cristo when I was watching this. And then I made a, mm-hmm. I made a tortilla. Oh. Like a cheese tortilla. Uh, huh. It's not at all a Monte Cristo, but I made no. it. No. Fair enough. So... Uh, yeah so yeah yeah uh you want to hear about who hates this movie and it's like there's not even any even watch this movie exactly that's what usually happens with these movies it's like over a thousand views which is something uh more than i expected but maybe not but uh some two-star reviews we got spencer august at the movies day two i was here for the stunts but even so those 20 minute sword fights were a bit much uh, I don't think the sword fights are too much, like almost at all. It's pretty well it's got going for it. Yeah. So this guy's got a uh, weird taste. His favorite films are Love Actually, Schindler's List, Billy Elliot, and then Atonement. So it's a very it's a it's a mixed spread. But they also have Portrait of a Lady on Fire, five stars. So. What are you going to do about that? Speaking of who hates, uh, do, you, do you see that uh, Luxembourg Blues uh, is, is now a, or was always a fan? Is that the person we've mentioned before in the who hates section uh, a few times? Uh, with, uh, on Fat Girl. 
I did see the name pop up, and I was like, I don't, uh, I couldn't remember. Well, f- fortunately, they did not get roasted it's too bad. I guess they would maybe be on the show otherwise. But <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I think Who knows? I, I think, yeah, I think they liked. Yeah, was, they liked gum, or they liked fat girl more than gummo, or something like that. Well, that's that's funny. Maybe, maybe they'll sign up for. Jeez, uh, I don't know. What's a good episode coming up? Scaramouche. Maybe they'll sign up for Scaramouche. Steven Tubbs, two stars. Big Tubby, all right. You end up cheering for Mel Ferrer. Who's Mel Ferrer? Uh, the bad guy. Oh, okay, this guy's a bad guy. One of his favorite movies is The Tin Drum. Get out of here, Steven Tubbs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Long Day Closes from 1992. Berlin, Alexander Platz, and Secrets and Lies from 96. Let's see. Not a lot of ratings, Jared. Not a lot. But they got Roger Rabbit at five stars, and that's cool. They also have Unforgiven at five stars, so that's oh, yeah. also cool. Yeah. Uh, what else? Battleship Potemkin. You know that one, right? Everyone knows old Battleships. Po- Fartkin. Uh, half star films are. Man, I haven't. Even, I don't even know what any of this shit is. What is any of this stuff? Do you even watch movies, RJ? Uh, apparently not. Like I like what is Jared? Can you tell me what uh, the festival is from 2018? What about the miracle season from 2018? What about Giallo starring Adrian Brody from oh, 2009? The, uh, I think the movie that you had, you had to like get at Canadian blockbusters. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Jared, here's a bad take for you, buddy. One star to Crumb, one oh, of your favorite films. Dear, dear one star dear, to dear. Rocky Three. Oh, that's no, no. the that's the best Rocky. It's the best one. It's the best one, hands down. Mm-hmm. That's got the, the best montage in cinema history. Cinema history. One star to You Don't Mess with the Zohan. That is a certified film, Jared. Certified by who? The committee. Ah. This person also gave Titanic one star too, so huh? Weird. Is that, is that an outrageous claim? I mean, I think t- Titanic is not a bad movie. Is it? I didn't think it was. I don't know. What no. do I know? Kids didn't like it. I remember not wanting to like it as a kid, and then I watched it. And I was like, yeah, "This is okay. It's okay." When I, when I watched it as a kid, uh, hey, that's a movie. It got brought up like a week ago. Movies where you watch with your parents. I remember that nudie scene, Jarrett. Uh, man. Parents were like, "Don't watch it. It's nude. Don't, don't look at Kate Winslet." And I was like, "All right, I won't." But then you did. No, I still. I've never seen a naked body. Well, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, I'm waiting for Eternal Salvation. Hopefully. Fair. Fair. Hopefully. Um, hey, uh, one Bye. more. Allison M. Two and a half stars. Scaramouche always bores me to tears, yet there are so many different versions. Vegan alert, reference to choking a bird in a hypothetical situation, and woman wants oysters. Whoa, 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 whoa. I call a lot of animal stuff on on this show, Mm -hmm. but the just talking about it? Is that too much? It, 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 
I don't know, RJ. You tell me. Well, this person is a filmmaker from Los Angeles, apparently. Uh, they were accepted into cons 2019 through their cinephile accredi- accreditation process, and they went. Uh, George went? <laughs> Not George went, but Allison M. went, uh, uh, is what they said. Um, check out their vegan movies reviews on SoundCloud. I might check that out. They should check out my vegan re- uh, removes. I reviews as you eat meat (laughs) yeah but i talk about it uh i've chronicled the films i've watched using movie pass i also recently became a vegan no you don't say uh so i will note if there's animal any animal cruelty in films or so other vegans and animal animal mother lovers will be forewarned i can get down on that i do something similar uh then there's links to their um short called switch destinies there's a link to a short called heavy lifting jared it's about a girl who falls for a guy who she doesn't realize is gay hate when that Uh, happens i hate when that happens favorite films include bonnie and clyde the unique the what from 91 bonnie and clyde double life of uh, Uh, veronica yep sense and sensibility from 95 Fear of Fear from 75. Okay. Interesting. Let's see, let's see if there's any other big ticket mentions in here. Oh, they got Eternal Sunshine as a five-star film. So you're talking my language. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tiger King, five stars? Isn't that Animal Cruelty, the the movie? Like, Is I feel it? like they're not sticking to their own guns on this. Maybe they're, they're new vegans. But Tiger King came out this year. Yeah, you know, well, it, this... no, in the review it said they were vegan in uh, 2017 is when they became oh, vegan. Oh, okay, I missed that part. I didn't um, mention that because I felt I thought it was irrelevant at the time. Well, that, now it becomes not. now. Look, see, you got you have to like say everything. You got to cross everything. They gave Trash Humpers a half a star. Oh, I, they gave. Uh, that's fair. That's that's fair to not to not to care for it. Uh, what about Multiple Maniacs? Is that a half a star? Uh probably for some people. What about Bordello of Blood? Is no, that a half-star no, film, Jared? I, I've never seen it, and I don't hear good things. People are about uh, that Demon Knight. Yeah, Demon Knight's awesome. Bordello of Blood is also good. I recommend it to everyone. Uh, wait, whoa, whoa. They gave Phenomenon half a star? Yeah, that's the John Travolta 96 film. Oh. Not a half-a-star film, Jared. I see. Not really. Hmm. <clears throat> Okay. Um, you know, I was going to say, I'm, I'm just looking at 1950s adventure movies that I would want to watch. Okay. Some have got Errol Flynn. Some have got Gregory Peck. Okay. There's a uh, there's a Gregory Peck Moby Dick. Sure. Um, there's some Tarzan movies. You know Tarzan? Tarzan? I know Tarzan. Taurus Bulba. Yeah, yeah, I Is know. Is that the same he, thing? He, uh, no, no, not the same. Uh, we, we got some uh, Kirk Douglas father to of many 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 men uh-huh okay uh, like twenty thousand leagues under the sea mm-hmm. and uh the vikings which i actually have been wanting to see for a while uh okay. the uh treasure island one of robert crumb's brother's favorite movies and i think all, cool. all the brothers like that. i've never seen that treasure island it's on uh disney plus my man shit Some, someone better hook me up with that oh and like another gregory pecco Captain Horatio Hornblower. You know how I feel about the sea, RJ. You know, you know how I feel about the seamen. Uh, I know about the poop deck. No, 
Well, I mean, we're all both the master and the commander here on the pod. Fuck yeah, that movie's awesome. When's yeah. that going to be? Well, look at that. Too? Is that Ulysses? Is that is that a Kirk Douglas I see? A Photoshop head-on? Really is bad? It sure Douglas? is. It sure is a Kirk Douglas. That's now three. I think... Uh, I feel like we're, it's something. something's trying to tell us something from from beyond. Like to watch more Kirk Douglas it, films? It, it, from the sim, the, I think the simulation is trying to tell us something. Which one? The Matrix or the uh, the Harlan Ellison one? The Wachowski one. Oh, oh okay. No. Uh, Flame and the Arrow. That's got some Burt Lancaster. It like, does. Sure does. And he's 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 a great guy. I like that Burt. Burt is Burt Lancaster also one of Kirk Douglas's son? Uh, I think they're brothers. Okay. And I think Man, like it... they're him and Gregory Peck and oh actually no Gregory Peck and Cary Grant are brothers. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure who they're. I think. Errol Flynn Sr. is, Cousin? like, the patriarch of all of them. Like, he just went around, like, he's like that uh, that Irish guy who, like, was uh, Neil, Niall of N- Nine Wives or something like that. He just, he just captured a bunch of women and raped them all in the castle. Wink. Um, that's how it happened. That's how Hollywood started. Okay. That's the real history, folks, of Hollywood. Um, and then Harvey Weinstein happened, and then it ended Hollywood because COVID got unleashed. Uh, Weinstein created COVID. You gotta read the, you? you gotta read the right newsletters, RJ. You gotta watch the right YouTube videos. But in Borat too, Rudy Giuliani said that uh, said it was something else. What am I supposed to believe? I don't know what any I don't know what any of us are supposed to believe anymore. Burt Lancaster? Is he Kirk Douglas's son? For, well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how Fred McMurray plays into all this either. Oh my god. This is the most complicated episode of the podcast we have ever done. Hey, you know about the Mask of the Avenger? That's a Monte Cristo movie. Monte Cristo's go great with plum sauce. Let me just tell you that. Ugh. Ugh. No way. What are you talking about? Have plum you, sauce have with you, Monte Cristos. Yeah, dude. Hey. Uh, you have the weirdest dip uh, thing. Like Arge. combos. Arge. Arge. Ugh. This you, is preamble <laughs> conversation. I'm bringing this up next week. I, I need to get an opinion on this. <laughs> plum sauce with the Monte Cristo? What? It's just like, what, what, what do you dip a Monte Cristo in? Ketchup. Well, what's what's what is ketchup made of? Fucking not plums. Sugar. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, hey, I got no problem with plum sauce. You know what I like with plum sauce actually is uh like chicken uh like nuggets, chicken tenders with plum sauce. That's actually pretty good. How do you like your Monte Cristo with a little scaramouche on the side? I'd take anything with a little scaramouche on the side, if you know what I mean. You got any final thoughts on uh, Scaramouche tonight and or adventure? Do you like it? I mean, you like that? Uh, I mean, it's good that it won't ever be added to the collection. And if it is, we've already reviewed it. So we won't have to do it again. Yeah. Safe. That's how that works, right? It, yeah, I, I think so. It's like diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. That's a Christmas movie. You going to watch that this year? No. 
probably the best choice. Yeah, I, I agree. No. no. Good. After the break, um, RJ is going to marry Napoleon. Or, or at least bang him. What do you think his favorite ice cream would be, though? Chocolate. Ugh. With, with like pralines in it. Like pecan sandies? Like pecan sandies. Number nine. 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 begin i think it did dude i think it just kind of went away remember what happened uh, earlier the, or middle of the year i feel like this is a big moment in podcasting right here and uh i think our audience doesn't even know it yet i think i think we've changed the game rj i think i think they've just heard it and they don't even know they won't know for some time everything changes all- everything changes from here on in folks Episode 225, big moment, big, huge. Hasn't that been what we've been doing the whole time? Yeah. It's changing the game? Yeah. Like, don't you think? Yeah. We've got, we've got control of the voting machines, baby. Al Gore was right. <laughs> we got the laptop from hell. Oh. We've got a Facebook page, too, and we're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barney. We're on sure. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We've got YouTube almost 2,000 subscribers RJ almost almost there it's slowed it's slowed real down this week though it's been a battle it's just like my letterbox that I'm pissed about pissed how much until we get endorsed by YouTube and Criterion how many more subscribers do we need like oh, four five like yeah like literally five guys and we're there man he's gotta get John at Criterion come on John John Criterion what about Paul Criterion I don't know about him Chuck, Chuck Criterion, Chuck Criterion, Chuck Criterion. Yeah, much. I have no idea. I, 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 I don't I know. I don't know the familial bonds on that side and how that ties into Kirk Douglas though either, or Earl Flynn. I'm sure it's there somewhere. Yeah, somehow. But hey, Patreon folks, come on! It's Christmas. Generosity, pay. Whoa! 
Yeah, hey. did you get on it? Did you get laid off because of COVID nineteen? How about supporting a, a free podcast <laughs> online? It's a great way of uh, spreading the wealth with no money. Check, give us some money on Patreon, Tumblr, and OnlyFans. I mean, if this isn't an essential service, I don't know what is. Next week, RJ. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What would you say if I were to tell you that we have like yeah seven hours of shit to watch next week? I'd say you're a little off. I believe it is eight because I think it's eight with the other one, right? Three, it's three, eight. 320 plus 118 divided by 60. It's a little a little over seven hours. It's, so eight? It's not it's not, yeah, see if you want. Because you have to, like, you have to bathe I round yourself. Up. You round up. You got to bathe yourself. You got to eat. You got to take a break. You got to pet the cat. Yeah, literally. You have to literally pet a cat. There's no weirdness there. Well, yeah. My cat Ing. needs to- Ingmar Bergman's Fanny and Alexander from 1982 or 1984, whatever. One of the other. There's there's a making of in there that he directed. It's fucking... We're going to be doing this show for life. Like, that episode is going to be going on for life? Or the show itself is going on It's already begun. Uh, Ingmar Pervman? Is that what you just said? Good night. What are we talking about? <laughs>